Welcome, everyone, to episode 199 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Corey. Just me and Corey for right now. Will's going to be... <laughs> it's kind of weird to it's say weird. that. Uh, Will's going to be joining us after the main segment. He still has yet to play through The Witcher 1 and Witcher 2. Our main topic, I should say, before we get started, even that, it, even that part is... Our topic is the Witcher series recap, so we're going to be recovering uh, the first, very, the very first Witcher game, and then the Witcher Two: Assassins of Kings. And Will hasn't played either, and didn't want the plot lines and whatnot spoiled for them, so he's going to be coming after the main segment. Uh, Eric was unable to make it this week, but we'll be in, we'll all be in studio next week for our two hundredth episode. So, oh, we'll be there, and uh, maybe we won't really. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> trying to make a joke at the state of our minds, but mm-hmm. uh, we'll keep it together. Yeah, we'll try and keep it together. There'll probably be some drinking beforehand, so we'll oh, see I how can that help goes. I guarantee it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're, our our main segment is going to be on on the Witcher games. Uh, we're going to cover the plots, some of the gameplay elements from the first and second games, and and whatnot. Do you have anything you want to tease for later on in the episode, Corey? I don't have anything new that I played. However, I finally got around to playing the new Mario Kart Eight tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, went back and played Rocksmith 2014. Nice. And uh, also played a little bit of Wolfenstein The New Order, not the the old blood, not the one that just oh, okay. came out, but the one that came out last year. Gotcha. So Excited I'll talk hear, a little bit about that. Excited to hear your thoughts on that. Well, the reason I played it was because the old blood came out. Right. And it sort of made me realize, oh, I always wanted to play The New Order. Mm-hmm. I'll go play that and then maybe play The Old Blood. Yeah, The Old Blood's going to be a prequel, I think, right? Or is a prequel? Yes, it's a it's a prequel. I don't. I'm not. I think it just takes place before. I don't know. If yeah, it's a prequel leading up to the events. I don't know. Doesn't necessarily set up the the full game. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Gotcha. All right, well, let's get right into the main segment, shall we? Yeah, lots uh, to cover. Well, we do have a lot to cover. Uh, so the story follows a witcher named Geralt of Rivia. Witchers are, of course, they're specially trained mutants who use magic and combat abilities to hunt monsters. That's like their, their primary function in, in, in the society. Um, so we'll cover the Witcher first. Uh, might as well go in order, right? Now I took the plot from the Wikipedia page, uh, for two reasons. Uh, mostly, mostly accuracy. I didn't want to screw up on any of the details. It's been a really long time since I played the first Witcher. And, uh, I only, I never got very far in the first Witcher. Um, and then, uh, it's also a lot more concise than I would have made it. I, I usually like to write the plot line in my own writing or whatever, but this was a lot more trim and, and neat than I would have made it. So, um, I figured I would take it from the Wikipedia page and I'll uh, try and annotate as you go. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Corey played both the witchers, uh, recently the, the first witcher, or did you play both of them? Was it for four, I played both Feb- of them. for four in February, I, right? Uh oh, was it both of them the same? No, I think I played the second one for four in February a couple of years ago. But okay. I played the first one maybe three years ago, mm-hmm. and then I really wanted to get into the second one. But I wanted to. I knew The Witcher three was coming out, and I didn't want to play those two then forget about everything. Right. When three came out, so I played two a year after I played the first one. Okay, it was like two or three years ago. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, like I said, I wanted it to be accurate. And I wanted it to be concise. I, I would have made it a lot longer than it needed to be. So these are nice and short. Uh, prologue. So this is the first Witcher game. Prologue starts in a place called K.R. Morin. 
A group of witchers find Geralt unconscious in a field and take him to the witcher stronghold of Kaer Morin. Uh, Geralt remembers almost nothing of his life before that point. The castle is attacked by a gang of bandits named the Salamandra. The witchers and sorceress Triss Marigold battle the invaders, but the mage Azar Javed and the assassin Professor escape with the mutagenic potions that genetically alter the witchers. The witchers head off in different directions to find information on the Salamandra. Now this kind of sets up... uh, you know, for people that weren't familiar with the the universe at all, that kind of sets up what witchers do, what their role in society is, which, as I said, is is mostly just hunting monsters, uh, protecting, like, village people from dangerous critters, for lack of a better word. And we should also mention, before we get too into it, that the, the Witcher series itself is based on a series of Polish yep. fantasy novels. Mm-hmm. And uh, the best way to describe it is it's very... At least in the games, it's a lot like Game of Thrones. It's a dark, grittier, medieval yep. world. Um, magic plays a not as big a role as it does in, you know, like your Elder Scrolls and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's there. Yeah, I, I compare the The Witcher is more like because uh, we we actually had a feedback about uh, the difference between the Witcher series and Dragon Age and Skyrim. Uh, and 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 like like Corey said, The Witcher is more Game of Thrones, whereas uh, Dragon Age and even Skyrim are a lot more like Lord of the Rings. You know, high fantasy. Yeah, high, more high fantasy. This, like like Corey said, magic is not a huge part of the world. It's there, um, but yeah, this is definitely more low, low fantasy, darker, grittier, just like you said, a universe than 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 Dragon Age or or Skyrim. But it also has a a big element of humor in. Especially in, uh, and I'm going to plug the book here, The Last Wish is the one that I read. I started reading The Blood of Elves, which was the first one, and it's an actual novel. And uh, The Last Wish is a series of like like six short stories or something like that, and it is such a good book. Mm-hmm. I don't even recommend it to people who like The Witcher or people who like fantasy. I just recommend it to people who like books. Right. Uh, because I, I really, I'm in love with it, and... The humor doesn't shine through as much in the video game as it does in the books, mm-hmm. but it's just Geralt's wry sense of humor and yeah. the things that happen to him and his interactions with all the crazy beasts that he's hunting in the book especially is is what makes the games and, and that universe so great. Mm-hmm. But... I don't want to derail too much. I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> no, that's fine. And and that's one thing I want to do because because I'm so interested in, in this universe and in this world and and Geralt, I do want to read the books at some point. Mm-hmm. And I will. Yeah, no doubt. Definitely start with the Last Wish. Okay. Um and there's you can see stuff they drew from the books in the video games. Oh, um, the okay, the the cut there's a lot of artistic cutscenes and is that from the the stories? I don't know about that. Just the the actual events that happen in the game, some oh, of them are taken from, I gotcha. from the books. Gotcha. Um, and the characters, of course. Yeah. And that's uh, that's that brings me back to my point that I wanted to make. Geralt has amnesia in the first video game, mm-hmm. which is good because you know it sort of introduces you to this world brand new, just like Geralt because he has amnesia. But there's this whole backstory that has occurred already in the books. Okay. Um, and so that's how the amnesia sort of explains it away. And as he travels through the Witcher, people are like, oh, hey, Geralt. And he's like, I don't know who you are. Yeah. We must have met before. Yep. Um, so that's why that that is there. Okay. Yeah, I'm starting to get now into the story of of what happened to Geralt, uh, you know, before he got, got his amnesia uh, mm-hmm. in the second game. So 
We'll talk about that when we get there. So chapter one of the first Witcher game uh, called Outskirts of Vizima. Geralt heads to or south to Vizima, capital of, of Temeria, and where King Fultest reigns. On the outskirts, he meets a magically gifted child called Alvin and an old friend, Shani, whom he does not remember. He finds out that Vizima is in quarantine and learns about a conflict between the Order of the Flaming Rose and the Squirrels. After a number of quests and choices, Geralt gets a pass to enter Vizima, but is arrested. Now, this the is squirrels. Sorry, the squirrels are the Scoyatel, right? Yep, the Scoyatel, which are non-human races in the in the Witcher world. They're uh, elves and dwarves, mostly um, elves, mostly I think. mostly elves, a handful of dwarves. Yep, and uh, they're treated very very badly in the in the universe. So. They kind of the squirrels kind of form to to protect the the non human races in the game. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that's actually all I played of The Witcher One was through the first chapter. I I got like right into the beginning of the second chapter, and that's as far as I ever made it. I think I played it three different times. Uh, the first time I gave up because my computer wasn't wasn't strong enough uh, to play it. It was uh, I think it was on this laptop. Uh, just ran like crap on it. Uh, and then the two other times, like I would play it f- up until the end of the first chapter and then something else would come out and I would lose my place and forget what was going on. And I just, you know, would give up at that point, um, which is unfortunate, but that sucks. Yeah. I, I will get to it at some point, no doubt. But the, I believe it's just I weird that I ended in the same spot twice. Yeah. I don't know if, uh, I think, are we going to revisit our top 10 video games for our 200th episode next week? Yeah, we could probably do that. Uh, I don't know if any of your guys has changed, but I know when we did our 100th episode, we did that in the first episode, we listed our top 10 games. Yep. And then for our 100th episode, we revisited it and some of it changed. And I think I added The Witcher to that list. Okay. That's how much I really liked The Witcher. Yeah. And for me, it was just the, the, the kind of old school PC RPG feel where not everything is spelled out for you. Yep. There's a little, you'll find an item and have no idea what it does kind of thing. Um, and that's what makes me think of that, Dan, is that like first instance in Vizima, mm-hmm. um, like stuff's happening and the way it plays out is just really interesting. And it's not like all following waypoints. It's like, you're actually doing some like investigating and oh, talking yeah. to characters and, and discovering things and w- without necessarily knowing that it's something you need to know right kind of thing it's just you're paying attention and the writing's all very good and the characters are great mm-hmm. and i mean that's that's really what did it for me yep absolutely agree absolutely agree uh so the the second chapter chapter two the temple quarter Geralt volunteers to kill a cockatrice in the sewers in exchange for his freedom from jail in the sewers he meets a knight of the order named Siegfried who not only helps him kill the monster but also directs him to a private investigator who can help Geralt defeat the salamandra Geralt spends the rest of the chapter two the rest of chapter two chasing the salamandra and working on quests in the final fight Geralt is knocked unconscious as Javed and the professor flee again Javed 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 Whatever. Yeah. Tomato. They're the ones that did you say in the prologue? They're the ones that attack the. Yep. They're the ones that attack the 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 Witcher Witcher stronghold. stronghold. Caremorn. Um. The Sig the guy from the Order of the Flaming Rose Siegfried. What was his name? Siegfried. Yeah. Siegfried. I really liked him. Okay. Yeah. See, I never got taken by him. Nice. Because you go in, like you said, you go into the sewers to fight this cockatrice creature, which the build up to that you didn't play, but the build up to that is is really cool. Because um, you're finally, you know, doing some witchering. Yeah. 
Which Th- there's seems- a little bit a little bit of that in the first chapter, but not very much. There's like there's I think there's one thing you kill in the first chapter from what I remember. Yeah, but, it's, but it, it's more it's more like I need to do this thing. Yeah. Because I need to, whereas yeah. in in when you're fighting the cockatrice it's more like well you're a witcher go do your witchering. Right. Uh which I really liked. And it's funny because the developers CG Project Red actually said, you know, we spent all this time building this huge political crazy story for The Witcher 2 that we forgot what makes <laughs> The Witcher w- The Witcher, you right. know, is is hunting the beasts. Yeah. Um, so they said they wanted to get back to that a little bit in The Witcher 3, which is my one of my favorite parts of the game. So yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to more of that. But yeah, the build-up to going to fight the cockatrice is really cool because you have no idea what to expect. Right. Um, but then you go in the sewers and you meet Siegfried, and he's, I don't know, I I really liked the the animations in this game are really good. The graphics are really good. I mean, The Witcher 1 is somewhat dated at this point. Yeah, well, it came um, out four, five years before... 2000 oh no witcher 2 came out in 2011 i think this came out in like 2007 maybe could be yeah it's been a a little while it must not have been on my laptop that i tried it. i think it was on my my old dell computer which i still have and still works by the way (laughs) but yeah um Siegfried, and I'm only saying why I like Siegfried so much because we're going to do spoilers, right? Oh yeah, I, I should have said that at the beginning of the episode. That's going to be a, I, I put that on our Facebook. It would be spoiler heavy episode. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But uh, I really like Siegfried, and, and because of that first interaction I had with him in the sewers, I I went the Order of the Flaming Rose through that game. It's one of the paths you can take. Yeah. Yep. A- against the Squiatel. Okay. Uh, chapter 3, The Trade Quarter. Geralt awakes in Triss Marigold's personal chamber in the rich quarter of Vizima. The rest of the chapter is spent on covering the Salamandra's bases in Vizima and finding out more about Alvin's powers and visions. He also begins uncovering another conspiracy concerning forgeries of the royal seal. During a party of high-standing officials, Geralt meets Princess Ada and then discovers she's connected to the Salamandra. Geralt finally attacks the Salamander's base in Vizima with the help of either Siegfried and his Order of the S- Order or the Scoyatel. After the battle, he finds himself surrounded by royal, royal guards and pr- Princess Ada, who declares that she must kill him to conceal her treachery. However, Triss teleports him out of the situation and to a village on the other side of Vizima Lake. So that's chapter three. The party you mentioned, the high highfalutin party yeah uh I, I remember being a really great moment because Geralt, as as we mentioned is sort of gruff very mm-hmm. matter of fact um a little bit sarcastic a little bit sarcastic yeah so that sequence at the party with him interacting with all this royalty and the what's the the high class mm-hmm. people uh was pretty good and also he's kind of a horny bastard so yep there's always that element of him like flirting yep. with people he maybe shouldn't be flirting with and all that stuff. Well, witchers um, are, uh, they're sterile, so they don't have to worry about popping out little witchers. And uh, there doesn't seem to be, I've read this somewhere else, there doesn't seem to be any concern of STDs. So witchers are pretty much free to uh, bang without consequence, I guess you could say. Is it that the witchers are immune? They might be immune. To STDs? They might be because of their... They're they're immune to a lot of things that, yeah. that normal people aren't. Well, what they do, this is backing up a little bit, but they poison themselves with mutagens yeah. until they, if they survived a certain level, that's how they become yep. witchers, correct? Yeah, I'm, it's, it's something like that, yeah. Butchering that a little bit, but. 
kind of the idea is they just poison themselves like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah. Chapter four, Lakeside. Geralt and his friend Dandelion find some unsteady peace while talking or taking care of Alvin, helping with problems surrounding an ill-fated wedding and negotiating between the village and the inhabitants of an aquatic city. Eventually, however, the conflict between the order and the squirrels threatens the village. The player can be neutral, uh, leaving the inhabitants to their fate, or finally take the side of either the knights or the non-humans. The scared Alvin mysteriously disappears in a flash. Geralt and Dandelion decide to sail back to Vizima. What are your thoughts on that chapter, Corey? Well, speaking of Geralt having amnesia, you meet Dandelion, yep. who is a bit of a dandy himself. Yes, yes he is. Uh, but Geralt like, seems to have good rapport with him. And I remember Dandelion's like a bard. I yeah. remember not liking him very much in the first game, but in the second game, he's one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Um, but in the the Last Wish, and I think he's in Blood of Elves too, going back to the books, The Last Wish, uh, they're like a great, they'd make like a great buddy comedy. Oh, okay. Just great rapport between the two. It's It's really funny to read, and they just have a great time going out and getting in trouble together. Don't you think they should uh, make a movie in this universe? I think that would be awesome if done done right. Oh yeah, I think I think they're working on one, aren't they? Maybe. Did I? Am I making that up? I hope you're not making it up. Oh, well, there's the Hexer, uh, 2001 fantasy film, Polish film. I've heard it's not very good. Yeah, I saw a clip from that someplace in my in my research. Oh, so it was a TV series that they chopped up okay into a film mm-hmm. and received very poor reviews from both fans and critics so <laughs> maybe not worth watching but right. um oh a new witcher movie is coming prepare yourselves okay i like the sound of that so oscar nominated director is doing a witcher film right cool uh, chapter 5, Old Vizima. King Foltest has finally returned and retaken control of his castle, but at the same time, the Civil War has broken out. The squirrels have caused an uprising, and the Order of the Flaming Rose responds by killing non-humans with little discern. Depending on which side Geralt took in the previous battle, he can either be neutral and help the wounded get to hospitals of Shani, Shani or help the knights or the elves in the battle. He also cures Ada once more from a relapse of the Striga Curse, or slays her. After which the Grateful King discloses clues about Azar Javed's location. Storming a hidden base with his allies, Geralt finally kills the evil mage, but also learns that the Grand Master of the Order betrayed the king, since he is the real mind behind the Salamandra's Salamandra's mutation program. I'm going to back up a second here. Yeah. um, Because I'm watching a video of Geralt running around in Lakeside, and it's jogging my memory a little bit. Okay. And uh, it made me think of another thing i wanted to mention that i really love about the witcher series is that every side quest is fully done yeah it's not you know go slay me three pigs and bring me the pigtails or you know yep. it's nothing silly like they're boars boarheads or you know fetch me some deer skin or anything like that it's you're out wandering or something or something happens and it's a fully fledged story in itself with mm-hmm. its own little arc yeah and uh seeing lakeside it reminded me of one quest where you're wandering out in these fields and you see a ghost um and you end up helping helping this woman who's like in purgatory or something like that redeem herself i don't remember the specifics of it 
but it was just such a spooky eerie moment like seeing this ghost out in these fields and going back to how well the game is animated like everything has a unique animation and it really helps bring the game and the game world to life yeah um and and the the fully fleshed out side quests make the game make the witcher series feel like like it's a living world more so mm-hmm. than anything else like it like like a lot of other other games you just look at like you're uh you know playing in uh a theme park you know you can't really touch right. anything or whatever uh but but yeah like one thing i noticed that i've been playing the witcher 2 uh religiously for the past like week or so and uh i i'm in the beginning town flots and we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here but uh it started raining and all the people ran for cover and ran and hid under hid under things and just that little detail like really mm-hmm. makes the game world feel alive because you know people wouldn't just stand there out in the rain if they didn't have to you know Mm-hmm. That's a cool thing, and 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 like you said, the side quest, like even even the small little side quest, has a backstory. Like the the person fills you in on backstory, and you you do something, and and when you complete the quest, you feel like you've actually like done something and helped the person, you know. And there's always a consequence. Yep. And it's which, uh, which I'll, I have a good example of a quest I I did in Flot Sam that I'll talk about when we get there. But we'll get to. Mm-hmm. But that was that was sort of my criticism of um, Dragon Age. Yeah, you know, great game, and it's fine to have all those little run around and collect things quests. Um, but to me, like it's like you said, it's more theme parky and less mm-hmm. like real breathing world. Yeah. Um, and it's more like that stuff just appeals more to the OCD in me, whereas the stuff in The Witcher appe- appeals to the the story you know, storytelling yeah yeah love that i have totally agree uh and the epilogue for the for the first witcher game with most knights of the order and their mutants now entering open rebellion the king again turns to Geralt with a contract to kill the grand master while also asking what to do with the various factions depending on which side Geralt took during the first battle he can convince the king that the order under Siegfried's rule can still be loyal, convince him that the squirrels are right, or convince him that they are both enemies. Consequently, he either takes Siegfried, Yavin of the squirrels, or Triss Marigold, who is neutral, with him on the hunt for the Grand Master, encountering either Yavin, Siegfried, or both his enemies on his way through the war-torn, war-torn city. Geralt enters the order Citadel alone after leaving his wounded ally behind, uh, or using a ruse to keep Triss out of danger. Inside, the Grand Master tries to persuade him of his greater plan to save humanity humanity from prophecies of world-consuming ice. The skeptical Geralt is cast into an icy wasteland illusion and must hunt and kill the Grand Master before escaping back to the real world. And then in cutscene, a man from a witcher's from with the witcher's vertical pupils attempts an assassination on King Foltest, but is thwarted by Geralt, thereby setting the stage for the Witcher 2 Assassins of Kings. So. That was a great ending. I can great imagine to the game. I can such imagine. a cliffhanger. Yeah, and I don't remember. I think I went with Shawnee at the end of the first game. Okay, and I honestly, I, I don't remember. I wish I kind of neutral. Yeah, and I know you can carry over your saves into The Witcher Three. Yeah, but I don't even know if mine's still on my computer. Yeah. I don't know. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to have a fresh Witcher Two save, yeah, on my uh, on my computer. I hope I can get it done. I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be tight, but we'll see. So yeah, for for the first game, like like Corey said, it's it's got kind of that old PC RPG feel. But I also didn't realize you could do like a closer up third person view, almost like The Witcher Two. 
Wasn't, oh yeah, there's uh, like an over-the-shoulder view. Yeah, I wasn't even aware that existed until not that long ago. To be totally honest with you, I don't even remember which view I used. I, I used the the isometric view for the most for for all my three attempts at, at the first Witcher. Okay. And like I said, I didn't stop playing because I wasn't enjoying it. I stopped playing because of something else. Oh, something new always came along and interrupted. And it's one of those games that after a month or two months away from it, you just want to start again because you don't remember yeah. anything that happened. You know? No, no idea. I can't even remember m- very many of the gameplay elements of of The Witcher. I mean, it, it plays like a, a PC RPG. Yeah. But the specifics, I know, like the sort. There's like the three s- different stances that you could use. Yeah, there's like a fast stance, mm-hmm. a medium stance, and then a heavy stance. Yep. And it all depends on who you're fighting, which yep. is unique. Mm-hmm. You don't see that in every game. Uh, but other than that, I don't really remember anything that sets it apart from a lot of other RPGs, other than the story stuff we talked about, obviously. Right. Uh, and the shades of shades of gray versus black and white choices. Yep. Um, which Wisher does ex- exceptionally well. Yes, definitely. Stuff. Definitely. Okay, so The Witcher 2, Assassins of Kings, prologue. The start of the game, Geralt is, under, is in prison under suspicion of assassinating the King of Temeria. After interrogating Geralt, Commander Roche decides that Geralt is innocent and aids him in escaping the prison. The two, along with the sorceress Triss Marigold, go in search of the Kingslayer. Yeah, the prologue in The Witcher 2 is actually really cool. Um you, mm-hmm. you, you're kind of like storming a castle with with King Foltest. I I know this because I just played it recently. Uh, you're storming a castle with King Foltest. You, you encounter a dragon out of nowhere. Kind of kind of is defending a little bit the the people who who you were who you were attacking the lavalettes. Um, and you know chases you off, but you end up uh, you know taking the castle and whatnot. And uh, you, you're going after full test kids because uh, he he doesn't have any heirs. Those are his the young kids are his heirs, and they're kind of being watched up at the top of a tower with a, by a blind monk. And you know the the Witcher kind of hangs off to the side because the the King full test wants to kind of talk to his kids or whatever. Uh, and he sends them off because his son was crying, and he didn't want the other soldiers to see his son crying because kings don't cry. So he sends the his two kids around the corner to to uh you know gather themselves i guess and that's when the blind monk reveals that he's not a blind monk but and he slits the throat of king Fultest and kills him and that's the end of the the epilogue or prologue rather of of the witcher 2 it's quite awesome. qu- starts with quite the bang yeah very game <laughs> game of thronesy yes it was so that's why he's in he's in prison um you know obviously his, well, his sword's all bloody from fighting all the way up to there, and uh, you know he kind of kind of goes over to King Fulltest after he's dead, and you know the soldiers come, and the Witcher's standing there, or Geralt is standing there over the king with the bloody sword, and he's like, "Well, what do I do now?" You know, <laughs> he takes it well. Yes, he does. Yeah, he does a lot a lot better than I would have probably. <laughs> so that's the prologue, chapter one. Uh, so this is after they leave. They escape from... Uh, Who helps them escape? Vernon. Vernon Roach. Vernon Roach. And, and Triss, too. Triss Marigold. That's right. Uh, chapter 1. The trio arrive in the trading town of Flotsam and are ambushed by Yorvith, a rebel elf. It appears the group 
It appears to the group that a witcher believed to have assassinated the king of the neighboring country of Erdairn, Adairn, is in league with the rebels. Geralt saves two friends from being hanged in the city square, uh, who were Zoltan and Dandelion. Those were they were going to be hanged, and Geralt saves them uh, with the help of the sorceress Sheila de, de Tanzerville. Geralt kills a Karen, a giant monster is, that is disrupting the town's trade routes. Geralt discovers that the true Kingslayer, known as Letho, intends to betray Eorvith and convinces the elf of the truth. Vernon Roche arrives with an armed force. The player chooses between assisting Eorvith or Roche, thus sending the path, setting the path of the second chapter. After a duel with Geralt, Letho kidnaps Triss and forces her to teleport both of them to Adairn. So yeah, based on your choice at the end of this chapter... Uh, vastly changes the second chapter of the game because you can either either go with Eorvith and and the squirrels, or you can go you know stay loyal to Vernon Roche and go to a completely different spot. Now this is right where I am. I'm right at the beginning of chapter two in in The Witcher Two. So and it's awesome. I've Which direction played, did you go? Oh, I've I stayed loyal to Vernon. I actually wanted to. Because that's what I did the first time I played The Witcher. I stayed mm-hmm. with with Vernon. I wanted to do the the go with the Scoytel, Eorvith and the Scoytel for this playthrough. But I'm like, if this is going to carry over in the Witcher into The Witcher Three, like I probably wouldn't if I was Geralt go with the the Scoytel. You know, that, they do some nasty things. They don't do. They? they do some nasty things. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not saying they're wholly unjustified, but. Uh, a little, little extreme for my for my taste. So that that wouldn't be my natural natural inclination to go with them. You'd go so. more the Gandhi route. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, good stuff. Slaying the Chiron Chiron was was really fun too. Which one's that in the swamp? Yeah, that's in the swamp. Okay, uh, towards the beginning of the game. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, one of the quests I wanted to talk about, uh, and, and this one, once again, is only in like the Witcher. Like, I don't feel like this quest would be in any other, any other game, uh, or at least have the outcome of this. So there's some, some soldiers that are assaulting a female elf, uh, accusing her of sending some, some soldiers away into the forest to get killed. So Geralt intervenes. He's like, you know, what's what's going on here? You know, because that's something that happens a lot, actually. Um, the 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 soldiers kind of beat up on the non-humans, obviously. Um, so so you know, Geralt tries to sort it out, and and she says, you know, they went into a cave and they just never came back. Like I have nothing to do with it. These soldiers are assaulting me for no reason. So Geralt's like, okay, I'll go check it out. So he goes into the cave, uh, and it's filled with not monsters called Neckers. Um, they're like little, little golem like guys is, is almost how I would describe them, uh, full of those. So you're like, okay, you know, she was being assaulted for no reason. Uh, but as you get further in, you find the dead soldiers and they have Scoyatel, uh, arrows just all over them. They're, they were very clearly killed by Scoyatel. So you come out and you, you know, you confront the woman and she's like, you know, I, I, I would. I still had nothing to do with it, you know. Um, the soldiers want to kill her. They want to just take her and kill her because they think it's her fault. She's, she's like, no, just just come with me and you'll see why I did this. So you follow her and uh, she leads you a little bit deeper into the forest, Geralt and a few soldiers and herself, uh, where she, you're ambushed by Scoyatel. <laughs> so, like, you try to give this woman the benefit of the doubt. Like, you know, she was, she was 
just being victimized by the soldiers, but actually they were right. And she did set them all up and she tried to have you killed twice uh, mm-hmm. for, for trying to help her. And not like there, I, I don't feel like there's any other game that has that sort of sort of quest line in it, you know? Yeah. I was like, that's so awesome. You know, you try and it you're, is. you're just trying to help her out. But the one I keep thinking of, did you do the one um, in the brothel? I think yeah, that was the Witcher that's, one. That's that's the Witcher one. There's a great quest in the in a brothel where the prostitutes turn out to be like demons or something like that. Yeah, I remember you saying that. So cool. Yeah, such a cool quest. Yeah, but like you know, you go in, you, you go into that from from other games, and you're like, yeah, these soldiers probably were assaulting her for no reason. I'm gonna go clear her name. Well, you know, it turns out she's not so innocent. Not not only is she not innocent, but she tries very hard to get you killed like later on you know like that just i won't happen in any other game i don't feel like maybe fallout that could happen in fallout but maybe that's probably the only other one i don't want to talk about fallout dan oh yeah yeah too too Oof. too soon okay yeah. so chapter two chapter two two sections if you follow the path of yorvith and the Squatel, uh it says if Geralt assists Yorvith, the pair sail to Upper Adern. There they become embroiled in a rebel plot against King Henselt of neighboring Cadwin, and they assist the rebel forces. Geralt completes three missions, formulating a poison antidote for rebel leader Saskia, determining Triss's whereabouts, um, captured by spies from the Empire, Empire of Nilfgaard and taken to Loch Muin, and lifting battlefield curses that that are preventing the rebels from defending Vergen, the rebels' base of operations. The rebels defeat Ken, King Henselt's army, and Henselt is forced to acknowledge Saskia's terms. Geralt discovers Saskia is actually a dragon-talking human form, but she is under mind control by her, by her advisor, the sorceress Philippa Eilhart. When Philippa teleports Saskia and herself to Loch Muin, Geralt and Yorvith follow. So that's the storyline I am not familiar with from The Witcher Two. Yeah, you, you haven't gotten that far. No, I've I've never gone with Eorvith. Oh, that's right. I, was I don't going, think I. No, I must have gone with the Vernon Roach. Vernon Roach. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the, I don't remember any of that either. Here's that storyline. If Geralt assists Roach, Roach uh, has Geralt. Uh, if Geralt assists Roach, Roach has Geralt assassinate the town's commandant for spying for King Henselt of neighboring Cadwin, who is uh. Laredo, that's the guy's name. Uh, Geralt and Roach sail to Upper Adern. There they become embroiled in a rebel plot against Hensel, and they assist the king. Geralt discovers an insurgency in the Cadwenny armor, arm, army, loyalists who are convinced Hensel is conspiring with the Empire of Nilfgaard. Geralt completes three missions, determining Triss's whereabouts. Uh, obviously, she was captu- captured by a diplomatic delegation from Nilfgaard and taken to Loch Muin. Uh, lifting a curse on King Henselt and lifting a battlefield curse that is preventing the king from marching on the city of Vergen. Geralt defends Henselt from two Witcher assassins and uses necromancy to discover they are in league with Sheila de Tanserville, who has already fled to Loch Muin with fellow sorceress Philippa Eilhart and entranced rebel leader Saskia in tow. Geralt defeats Henselt's personal guard. Geralt either allows Roach to murder Henselt in revenge for his men and causes a civil war in Cadwin, or convinces him to spare the king. That ring a bell? Not really. That's what I, That's where you're in the army camp. Oh, yeah. The muddy, okay, the yeah. muddy, muddy army camp. That's I do remember one. that, yeah. So that's, yep. that's the one you did. That is the one I did. I don't know why that's so vague to me. 
Must have been. I must have played that for four in February because I think I cruised through it. Powered through it, yeah. Yeah, that's what that's where I am right now. I'm kind of in the beginning of that chapter. Uh, just walking around, talking to talking to people, getting quests, doing the arm wrestling stuff, which is neat, fun. Um, and the fighting, the boxing. Yeah, the boxing rings are fun. There's a. Yeah. I haven't boxed anyone yet in the in the second chapter, but once again, uh, I try. I'm trying to move along in the story, but I also don't like leaving all that stuff undone. You know. So I'm doing a little yep. bit. I'm not doing any that you can do. There's also a, a dice game that you can play too, uh, which is like poker kind of, but with dice. Yeah, that's uh, exactly what it is. I haven't, uh, I haven't really done much of that either. I'm trying to not get, I get addicted in. to those little I know. games. So do I. And I'm trying not to, I'm trying to just, just let it go. You know, what was the one in Knights of the Old Republic? Oh, I don't remember. Pan. 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 Pantan or something, something stupid like that. Yeah, but I remember in that game I blew all my money gambling in that little card game there. I think I did the same thing in The Witcher too. Yeah. Good um, stuff. What's interesting to me about The Witcher game, and I think it's important to note here, is is The Witcher himself doesn't really care about all this politics stuff. Yeah. He's, He's kinda... really just trying to clear his name. Yeah. He yeah he gets sucked up into all the events against his will kind of you know and like yeah. you said he's just trying to clear his name because he was he was blamed for killing king full test so yeah the it's whole in his, it's in his best interest to yeah. find the true the true killer letho the killer. witcher uh, who is clear it? his name so he can go on with his witchering fellow witcher yep which is kind of weird uh chapter three Geralt arrives in lock with either Eorvith or Roach, depending on whom he assisted previously. The mages have called a meeting to establish a new magical ruling body known as the Conclave, and all royal leaders are at Loch Muin. Philippa Elhart and Sheila de Tonserville intend to use the meeting to establish their own power with the still in trance Saskia as leverage. If Geralt arrives with Eorvith, he must choose between rescuing Triss or rescuing Philippa, who is the only person capable of lifting the spell from Saskia, but who was captured and blinded by the king of Redania, and the spell over Saskia's mind is broken. If Geralt arrives with Roach, he must choose between rescuing Triss or rescuing kidnapped princess Ane of Temeria, who was sent for protection to King Radvold of Ravenia, Redania, or back to Temeria. Depending on the choice, the mage royal meeting is interrupted when Nilfgaardian forces arrive with Letho, who reveals the sorceress's entire plot, but Sheila escapes, or if Triss is rescued, regardless of who Geralt assisted, the ambassador of Nilfgaard dies, the sorceress's plot is revealed, and either Roche is outlawed, and the rule of Temeria remains unsettled, or Yorvith is grievously wounded. Geralt tra- chases down Sheila, who attempts to use her megascope, which is a mag- magical apparatus used to do a variety of magical operations. She tries to use it to escape. Unaware that one of the diamonds in the, me- <clears throat> excuse me. the megascope is flawed, Sheila is struck in, me- struck in the megascope. Geralt can either remove the faulty diamond or do nothing, the latter of which kills Sheila. Geralt either kills the dragon Saskia or breaks the spell over Saskia's mind. Big stuff there. And another thing we should note, which is unique to us Westerners, this is uh, this game is based on a lot of Eastern European 
fairy tales and, yeah. and mythology and stuff like that. Which, which is you awesome. know, most most of our games that we're used to playing is based on what? Greek and or Western Europe. You know, uh, England and France and Spain and that sort of stuff. You know, yeah, yeah, we're a lot, a lot of stuff that we're that. not familiar with. Right. You know, we're used to King Arthur. Like I, yeah, King Arthur and and even like Greek and Roman mythology and stuff. Yep. But this is all like European, Slovakian uh, yeah. stuff. I don't know. It, it's it's very interesting, especially because we have a little bit of Polish in our blood. Yep. So I feel like we we can relate to it at that. Yes, we can. Weird ancestral <laughs> on, level. On a de- yeah, de- yeah, deeper ancestral memory level. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I hear you. Uh, epilogue. If Triss was rescued, the Conclave is restored and the mages work to seal Loch Muin. If Triss was not rescued, a bloody, bloody pogrom of magic users occurs in Loch Muin and throughout the Northern Kingdoms. Geralt finally confronts Letho, the Kingslayer, who reveals a Nil- Nilfgaardian plot to destabilize the Northern Kingdoms. After hearing Letho's story, Geralt can either let him go or duel him to the death. Geralt then reunites with Triss and either Yorvith or Roche and sets off south. A concurrent plot of the game is Geralt's attempts to recover lost memories from his previous life. So that is how The Witcher 2 ends. I'm excited to get there and see how it sets up for the third one. It's got to be kind of disappointing for you to read through that like that, though. Nah, I don't think so. I mean, yeah. I already kind of, I already kind of remembered it anyway. Um, like you, you know, once I was going over, I was like, oh yeah, okay, I remember that, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so gameplay wise, The Witcher Two is pretty different from The Witcher One. Uh, it's third person view only. Uh, it doesn't have the above uh, above isometric cam like The Witcher One does. And definitely a lot more action-y combat than the first. Uh, combat is also supplemented by Geralt's use of bombs, traps, throwing weapons, potions, and weapon and armor enhancements. Uh, I guess especially in the higher level difficulties, you really have to use a lot of that stuff. I'm only at normal difficulty. I'm not really having much trouble. But if you play the game on hard, you need the bombs and the traps and stuff set to to kill your prey and, and stuff. So... Uh, I guess it gets pretty strategic at higher levels. Uh, spells too. That's another thing. I didn't put on there. I don't think. But yeah, he's got a he's got a handful of spells that he uses called signs that do different things. So. Fire. Let's see your fire. Your yep. Lightning. The, your the, there's a trap horse. one. Yeah, there's a yeah. trap one. There's one where you can take control of someone's mind, uh, and have them fight for you for I don't know ten seconds or whatever, which is cool. Uh, but yeah, I'm playing The Witcher 2 right now. Absolutely love it. It's so so good. Um, I don't. This the world is so interesting and like 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 I said, it's uh I haven't seen Game of Thrones, but it's very Game of Thrones esque in the the political ramifications of everything that goes on. You know, it's it's very yeah. cool, very cool. Mm-hmm. A lot of different strings being pulled in different directions and yeah, and how it plays out. Yeah, is always interesting. Yeah, and you know, Geralt's trying to trying to fight through it, but in a lot of cases, he's just kind of along for the ride, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is fun. Yeah, because he's we keep saying it, but he's you know he's his own person and and marches by the beat of his own drum, but he gets roped into this giant political upheaval. Yep, and has no choice but to sort of untangle it. Yeah, and it's it's. I mean that in itself is is humorous because of the character that he is and yeah. how that's so anti him. Yep, absolutely. 
Uh, we actually have a piece of feedback that's specifically on The Witcher. Do you want to cover that right now while we're talking about it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's keep it in the same okay. segment. I'll call it up. Now, this I haven't seen any of our other feedback, so if anything else is on The Witcher, we'll get to it then. But this, this came in fairly early. Uh, I wanted to have it all copy and paste in my notes, but I didn't. So this is from Bryce, Bryce in Minnesota, who says, Hey, Thumbstick Athletes, first off, kudos to Dan for replaying The Witcher 1 and 2 prior to the release of The Wild Hunt. He had been hinting at playing both last couple of weeks, and each time I would think to myself, better get started on those, dude. (laughs) (laughs) So so Dan, let us know how far you got or are getting on in 1 and 2. I'm not worried because those are your kind of games. You blew through Dragon Age Inquisition without breaking a sweat. As I said, I unfortunately had to skip the first one. I really wanted to play it. I really should have started like two months ago, you know. Um, but it's been so crazy the past like three weeks um, that I, I just haven't had time. And I, I started The Witcher 2 like maybe a week ago, uh, but I didn't get to play it like at all this weekend. I had a bunch of stuff going on and, you know, I played as much as I could last week and then I st- started playing like a lot this week. So I think even if I have to lose some sleep a few nights, I'll probably, I'll probably power through the Witcher too. I can't see mm-hmm. myself wanting to start the third one without finishing the second one, carrying that stuff in. So, uh, anyway, about the upcoming Witcher three, I'm planning on picking it up, but I'm completely new to the Witcher series and my taste for the fantasy RPG has all but dried up. I absolutely loved Morrowind and Oblivion, but for some reason I was just not into Skyrim. I skipped the entire Dragon Age series, except I did play the Dragon Age 2 demo, mainly because I prefer the Fallout Mass Effect style RPG. I think I'm not into swords and slaying dragons anymore, but that being said, I have a few questions for the Thumbstick Athletes before I make my purchase. First, I assume you play as the white hair guy, but is there any <laughs> character customization? Is there a female option? Uh... That's, I mean, that's the character Geralt that that we talked about. I don't know if you've probably if you've listened to this point, but um, maybe we'll have to email him back answers to our questions. So so there's no spoilers, you know. Yeah. Uh, weapons and armor, all that stuff is customizable. Uh, I think you can kind of get Geralt like trimmed and stuff. I know there's dynamic beard growth. They made a big deal out of that. If you're adventuring in the wilds for a while and don't shave i guess your beard grows which is like awesome. fable yeah a little bit like fable <laughs> yeah uh which i think is cool uh, as far as the female option there is a female character that you play in the witcher uh should we talk about that's not really a just that... a in the witcher 3 yeah there's just a brief or maybe a couple brief segments of of playing as her okay uh, it's you play it's the witcher's Geralt's uh, adopted stepdaughter. Yeah. Siri is her name. Uh, that's not really a spoiler. That's kind of no, no, it's, known. Uh, people are talking about that in reviews and stuff. Yeah. So you do get to you do get to play as her, but yeah, you, you don't get to actually like create your character. They no, said, I mean it, it's Geralt's story, yeah. so you're you're playing as Geralt. Yeah, but armor, weapons and stuff, that's all customizable. Both with stuff you equip and then there's always like add ons that you can put onto those weapons and stuff. Uh, is the Witcher series like a dumbed-down Skyrim? Is it more Dragon Age than Elder Scrolls? It's really like neither, I wouldn't think. Uh, it's definitely more complex than uh, than Dragon Age. And Elder Scrolls, like, there's really not much story to Elder Scrolls. It's more about, like, living in that world and assuming a character. Mm-hmm. I can't... I, I, 
don't think I could name one character in this in Skyrim. Like one character. I not name. No. Me neither. Nope, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah. So the you know, the, I guess it's a little this one's going to be a little bit of both. It's going to be have the the openness of Skyrim but the characters of Dragon Age, you know? Cuz Dragon Age yeah. is all about the characters. Skyrim is all all about the the setting, you know. Mm-hmm. I think I think the the Witcher is going to be a blend, but with a lot better, lot better storyline. I think. Yeah, and uh, just according to the reviews that I read, it uh, ties all that stuff together very well. Yeah, it marries the two, the openness and yep. the the storytelling and characters and stuff like that. It it blends them very well. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, after playing one and two, has the Witcher series become its own type of fantasy game? that does anything differently than a Dragon Age or Elder Scrolls. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Uh, it's definitely the storyline. Way better than both of those two. Uh, Elder Scrolls' story has is, is always been a little weak anyway. I don't know. I like the story in Morrowind. Oblivion and Skyrim I could do without, but... Yeah, I guess I never really thought about it, but you're right. If I had to pick one, I, I think Morrowind's story stands out the most. Yeah. But like you said, in the other ones, you're just like assuming a character who just kind of exists in this world whereas in in the witcher you're you're playing through a story yeah it's definitely closer to dragon age in that respect yeah um but like we talked about it it does a way better job of the whole shades of gray thing and not knowing not knowing what's going to happen like you know you're helping one side which may seem like a good choice but you know something could happen a little ways down you're like wow i really shouldn't help this person or these this group of people because they're doing some bad shit, you know, and and that's mm-hmm. not always apparent right away, like it is in, in Dragon Age. Dragon Age, everything's kind of spelled out for you. There was, a, I don't know if you did this quest, but there's a vendor in Flotsam that's selling like potions. Yes, I did and it that. Turns quest. out, maybe you remember more of the specifics than I do, but I remember there being like a moment where I had to be like, well, this guy's doing something illegal, but I think I'll just let him keep doing it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What it was, it, yeah. There, there's a quest. Um, to the the villagers are upset about this guy because they think he's selling something like addictive, like a drug. But there's another merchant that, that wants you to investigate. Cause he's, he's like, I'm going to do a, a chemical analysis on what and, and see, you know, what exactly he's selling. So you can steal or threaten the, that merchant to get the recipe for the, the scientist guy. So that's mm-hmm. what I, that's, that's the route I took. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't just do the villager thing. I, I, I got as I intimidated him into giving me the, the recipe for it. So you, you go and like, this guy's like, well, my lab's not actually in, in the town. It's just outside the town. Um, I can't pay you until you bring it. And I do my analysis on it. You know, I, I'm going to wait on that. Typical. So, so Geralt's like, well, well, I chose to follow him to his lair. Uh, and you're assaulted and knocked unconscious and you wake up in a cell and he's like, you know, I just took this, I did this as a precaution. Uh, it, and it turns out that this scientist guy wanted to steal the formula to make money off of it. So oh. yeah, I didn't see that coming at all. Like I, I, I thought he might double cross me, but not, not to make money, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. He, uh, so I ended up killing all those people and, <laughs> and, and going back and, them out. and doing the same as you not not doing anything to that the original merchant he was just yeah. whatever selling stuff so go on do your thing make yep. your living yep uh so yeah there's that and then he asks is it more adult 
I can't argue with more nudity in games. Bring it on. Blood and guts also. Definitely more adult than either And of I'm those surprised, two games. while we're on the topic, I'm surprised that more people aren't upset about the way sexuality and, you know, that side of things is portrayed in, in that game. Because in The Witcher 1, when you make love to a lady as Geralt, you get a card, like a playing card. Mm-hmm of them like a pornographic playing card of that person that you hook up with yeah which seems very not 2000 whenever that game came out i think um, 2007 stands out to me i'm not sure exactly what maybe not as big a deal then but now i don't i don't see a game getting away with something like that yeah now i don't remember what did the witcher 2 do there was still a lot of like there's a lot of nudity and misogynism yeah yeah, I mean that's that's the story. That's, that's the, the world, world, and that's right. the character and of Geralt and everything. I'm I'm certainly not criticizing it. I'm just saying I'm I'm surprised there's not more people that are criticizing it. Right, right, definitely. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about it from anyone. No, I mean, well, I guess we'll wait and see what happens in The Witcher Three, but right. Uh, yeah, there's a lot lot more nudity. Oh, you should watch the watch the launch trailer that just came out today. That'll give you an idea of. Uh, the adultness, I guess you could say, of of The Witcher. It's really, really good, really well done. Um, yeah, I won't say anymore. Just watch the launch trailer. Maybe Corey will bring I it up in the stream. It. So good. I'll put it on right now. Have make sure you have the music on a little bit too, because that really sucks. Oh, I'll wait. I'll wait till the break then. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, and last but not least, should I quit typing now and pony up the dough for the Wild Hunt on May nineteenth? Yes. I think yes, it's a safe should. bet at this point, to yeah. be honest with you. Just from the reviews that I've read. Yep. Uh, GameSpot said it's prob- could be the best RPG of all time. So it's getting, a, it's getting a lot of nines. Uh, Destructoid gave it an 8.0, uh, but I guess the reviewer never liked the Witcher series. So this is the first one he actually like liked. So that's mm-hmm. saying a lot. Sure. And you definitely have to take that into account when you're reading the review, you know? Yep. Uh, there's also a, a ton of content and it, like, like we talked about, it doesn't seem to be a lot of filler quests. Like, yeah. Like, like are in, uh, in, uh, dragon age, for example. And a lot of it is, uh, monster hunts, which, you know, oh, the, yeah. the witcher is known for. That's what, that's oh, what yeah. they do is kill monsters. So there's know. a great bit. One of the chapters in the, uh, in the book, the, the last wish is Geralt and Dandelion fighting like a little demon devil. Uh-huh. And the the little demon lives like I think it is a goat, but it's actually like a demon. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's so funny. And I hope that that sort of experience in that book translates into this game where it's just this almost like a cartoon, yeah. you know, that sort of wackiness, but you know, with Geralt's dry sarcasm and and that sort of stuff. I hope that carries over into this game. And Dandelion's kind of uh, like you said, he's he's a, he's a dandy. He's a little, like over the top. <laughs> yeah, kind of. He's he's an interesting character too. I mean, all the characters are interesting. Even the characters like you don't see that much of mm-hmm. in the game. You kind you want to know more about them because they all. It's almost like they the developers for The Witcher like wrote huge backstories for all these characters, but you only see a little bit of that story, you know, in the game. 
But if, well, it, you know what helps you, with that is you can the, tell it's there, the the books, the books. Yeah, yeah, you get you can draw on that. Yep, the, everything's already created for you, and you can just draw the most interesting parts from that. Yep. and put it in the video game, yep. and you know, like you said, you feel like every character you meet that there's a story behind them, and that's because there is right. That you're just you're just kind of scraping the surface with who you meet in the game. Yeah, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And that's all I've got for The Witcher. So yeah, uh, Bryce, I would say it's pr- like like course a pretty safe bet at this point to to pick up The Witcher three. I think you'll I think you'll be happy with it because I'm kind of in the same boat. I I've prefer the sci-fi RPGs, sci-fi games uh, way more anymore. But I think The Witcher is uh, something special. So. Yeah, stands if you, out from... I mean, if you like the Elder Scrolls games and the Dragon Age games and any of the PC RPGs that are big now, like it, knowing that The Witcher Three is reviewing so well and you're into those kind of games, I'd say it's a safe bet to yep. pick it up. Yep, agreed. Okay, well, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back with uh, our nibble bits and our weeks right after this. Welcome back, everybody. Episode one ninety nine of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are now in our nibble bit segment. Will, welcome. Hi, guys. Hey, Will. As I talked about uh, at the beginning of the episode, Will didn't want to come in for all the Witcher spoilers. so Because I, I plan on playing it soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm waiting until I move back into my uh, my room to start you, playing okay, it. Next week. Yeah. So it'll nice. probably be Wednesday when I start. Cool. Sounds good. Do you want to get started with Nibblebits? Sure, Dan. I have right. two. Uh, the Division is delayed to the first quarter of 2016. That uh, I think it was Eric who, on our predictions episode, said that it was going to get delayed. Um, and everybody's pretty worried about this game, especially with Ubisoft's track record recently. Yeah. Um, there's memes on the internet saying, "Please God, make this game good." Yeah. There's that for for Battlefront too. Exactly. Oh no, it was uh, something like, "Don't don't fuck this up." Yeah. For that... Battlefield, please. Or I. Did you hear me? I said, please don't fuck this up. Yeah. Something like that. It's something like that. Yeah. Okay. With the picture of the cover. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I hope this game is good. It looks awesome. Yeah. Um, but I don't have a lot of faith in Ubisoft anymore. I really don't see. I had a little, little bit more cause of far cry four. Okay. Yeah, um, I still haven't played that, but I mean, we're going to get into it like assassin's creed. I think somebody tweeted something about assassin, the new assassin's creed. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, don't care. Yeah, it's just like they screwed those games up, I think, and then Far Cry is the only like, and Child of Light really are the only two things that I like from them now. Child of Light was fantastic, great game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my next one is Ratchet and Clank is coming out on the PlayStation Four next year. Apparently, there's a movie coming out, and the game is going to come out around the time of it. And it was in April, I think. I saw that the movie got announced for maybe it was April 26 or something like that. Uh, but I guess the new game for PlayStation 4 is going to be a reimagination of the original Ratchet and Clank series, like the first game. Mm-hmm. So, um, Ratchet and Clank is a series that I've always kind of thought was cool, but, you know, I never had a PlayStation. Yeah. So I'm looking, I kind of want to play it. Nice. Um, so that interests me a little bit, especially if it's like sort of a reimagination of the first game. So I'll be basically getting, starting it on the ground floor again, uh-huh. playing them. Nice. But. That's all I had, Dan. Okay. Corey, what do you got for Noble Bits? Uh, just a few short shorties here. Per Nintendo, there will be no Nintendo NX news at E3 this year. Nintendo NX is, of course, their new console in the works. 
Uh, I wasn't surprised by this because Nintendo actually came out and said that uh, the earlier announcement for the NX was just to allay fears uh, when the mobile announcements came out. You know, right. just to let everybody know, you know, we're still working on a console. We're still a console developer. Right. These smart ga- smartphone games will be ancillary. Different. Right, different. Um, so I wasn't surprised by that, and it's it's probably way too early to hear any news about it anyway. It's the yeah. type of thing where we'll hear something, and by the time the console actually comes out in five years or yeah, whatever. it'll be 2018 or 2019. Yeah. It's, it's irrelevant yeah. at that point. I don't, I don't want to know anything. Yeah. This generation has, I hope, a lot of legs left in it, but... yeah. We shall see, of course. Speaking of that, Nintendo plans to release approximately five smartphone games by 2017. This is according to an investors meeting Nintendo had. They stated that five may seem like very few, but that's because they want hits. They want them all to be hits. They don't want crap. They're not going to fling poo at a wall and see what sticks. They'll probably still fling poo at a wall, see if it sticks, but they'll try to make it extra sticky. Okay. Not not you know? not fling zinga poo. No. Zinga poo at a They'll wall. Fling diarrhea at the wall. Or uh king dot com <laughs> poo at the yeah. wall. Yeah. Zinga pitches. I'm interested to see what they come up with. Me too. Because they're gonna use Nintendo characters. It's just a matter of what they I don't do. Know. Are we going to have a Mario Endless Runner kind of thing? Or like a Match 3? Mario Match 3? Probably. I hope it's a little bit better than just like a card game. Yeah. Or, or derivative of some someone else's game idea. Yeah. I just want, want, this, want to see them come up with something new. Well, you know, who, you know who nailed the platformer is the Ubisoft with Rayman, Rayman yeah. Fiesta Run, and the other one. Those yep. games are awesome. Yeah, on- yeah phones yep so i don't know like you said it would just be copying hopefully they can come up with something new and unique and fun and crazy that's what i'm hoping because i'm underwhelmed by most mobile games so johnny highwind in the chat says mario crush saga i think you're probably (laughs) you're probably right yeah that's what we're gonna see so, Will, I only saw the headline, didn't get a chance to follow up on it. Maybe you can help me. Johanna is coming to Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, so what happened with this was uh, the week before they do a new patch when a new hero is coming out, they do a skin video and they show off like the skins and mounts that are going to be coming into the game. So they showed off Kael'thas' new stuff. Um, and then right after that, they showed off the Crusader which is a new hero, and everybody was kind of wondering what was going on with that. And they added her to the website there that they use for their build calculators to have builds for everybody, like the different characters, you know, the sites that you go on to see. Yeah. So they, they mm-hmm. added her and Kael'thas to that, and everyone was like, did they announce, like, a new hero coming, this new patch, without announcing it? Uh, so people did data mining on the website and found out that she's coming the... Sixth or the second of June when the game comes out, Um, and it's weird because and you know in the hero progression thing in your profile, you can go through all the heroes and there's like three pages. She's on there, which is weird. And then somebody said when the patch started, this is on Reddit. They didn't post any proof of it, but they said that she was in the game and you could queue up as her and someone played a quick match as her. (laughs) But then like the game went down again and then she was taken out. So I guess she's the next hero, which is pretty cool. Diablo. And she's a warrior for 
which is different. I'm tired right. of the Warcraft assassins now. Yeah. So. Yeah. But okay. So yeah, that's Johanna or whatever. So that's how that happened. Yeah. And speaking of more rumors and speculation, according to a report, we can expect loads of Fallout 4 content at E3. Did you hear about? Good. It's about goddamn time. Did you hear about the guy who on his LinkedIn did the uh, Fallout 4 cinematic trailer? Listed it and yeah. people went nuts. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's uh, Guillermo del Toro's production company. Oh okay. That was doing the cinematic trailer. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, this this article I have up right now describes it pretty well. That uh, the update has since been removed. The the update to the LinkedIn profile that said he worked on the fallout 4 trailer he's also uh, probably but, been sacked poor guy <laughs> or not hired anywhere right but Murata studios won't have news outlets reporting on the matter Murata studios requested that destructoid pull their article on the subject stating that they had broken a non-disclosure agreement by reporting on it um Z- but sued so sued yeah like this article says apparently they have never heard of the streisand effect where an attempt to hide something only makes it more public right Never a good thing. This, yeah. uh, I it's it's fascinating to me how people still don't people who work at these big companies still don't really understand how the internet works. Yeah, not just that, but like the secrets that are well kept. I'm surprised. You yeah, know? yeah. Like when a company is able to surprise people with things, like you know how many hundreds of people work on these things nowadays, and something didn't get out on whatever it was. You know, I think it kind of shows the dedication to the follow-up fans that they were this starved for news that they found somebody listed that on their LinkedIn and freaked out. Yeah, I bet you there's a guy someplace on the internet that scours the web every day for Fallout 4 news and mm-hmm. done it, done it for years. And finally, when that little nugget landed, he's like, aha, got it. Hit. Yep. And usually yep. it's a... It's fake and somebody is trolling everybody right. but this time it was real because yeah. we're well, getting we're close well linkedin too that's a you know that's or, not a uh, troll site a rinky dink site yeah so so that's exciting i can't wait for this game yeah uh i remember somebody saying that expect 2016 release date too i could see that yeah um, early next year maybe or fall next year yeah. yeah, I mean, it was another thing on the the internet that somebody said that he has a friend who worked at worked at Bethesda as like a intern, and he said that they were working on it and expected 2016, and now he's actually working on the project and won't say anything to his friend. Uh-huh. So once again, it's the internet, but yeah. interns gotcha. <laughs> Always spilling the beans. Yeah. What, what else you got, Corey? That's all I have for nibble bits. Okay. It was, uh, it's been a crazy last couple of weeks yep agreed i got two nibble bits the first surprise a new assassin's creed game was announced earlier this week it will be called assassin's creed syndicate and will be set in victorian london in the year 1868 it will be single player only as the dev team wanted to be able to create the largest open world possible syndicate's map will apparently be 30 percent larger than assassin's creed unity's paris so you know what's better than one assassin's creed in a year Two Assassin's Creed, three Assassin's Creeds in a year. <laughs> yeah, three. We got three last year, right? Yeah, yeah. There was uh, a Liberation HD got released, the HD remaster for Assassin's the, Creed the Vita one. Yeah, uh, on Steam got released, and then uh, Rogue. Well, I think it was last year, and then Rogue and Unity. Ugh. 
Is this the one that Crazy. Uh, has a female protagonist? I I think there is at least a playable female character in it. Because I know that was a, that was a big that was, deal. That was a big deal last year, yeah. I've, I don't know. I didn't really read up on the details. I don't, I don't care that much. If if it's you know when it's getting ready to come out and it seems like it's going to be awesome, I might. If if I if they rework combat, that's really my biggest thing, and they need a you know a little work on the parkour stuff. But if this game is getting nines and tens, I'll buy it. Yeah, I'm not going to pay atten- any attention to anything about it until nope. cl- till it's close to coming out. So, and if they don't have a uh, let the people put out their reviews the day before, I will not buy yeah. it. Yeah, The Witcher Wild Hunt reviews are already out. The embargo was up a week early which is awesome yeah i got it it was a 92 at metacritic when i last saw very high reviews which yeah. is good and the weird thing was is destructoid gave it the lowest score that I yeah could find. got it got an eight yeah and polygon gave it a low lower score too of course they did well they were they're the hipsters no they were the, upset about a few things dude. oh i'm sure oh, oh there God it is we were it. just talking about that we were talking about that about yeah that. i'm not surprised it was polygon either that dude, do you want me to say some issues? Do you, uh, Eric told me this while I was at work today. They're complaining about something about female portrayal, I think it was, oh, in the yeah. game. Yeah. And then there was no black people in the game, I think was another one that they complained about. Mm-hmm. Mm. Not surprised it was Polygon that did that. Because they did video game else. worlds need to reflect reality. All the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. Or else they're bad. Yeah. Ugh. I wish I didn't know that. Now I'm now I'm going to be angry. Well, we said we said it like what twenty minutes ago. We were talking, we were yeah. having this conversation. You know, yeah. wait and see who's going to be upset about stuff in that game. Yeah, and Destructoid gave it an eight. It was uh, Chris Carter that reviewed it, but he hadn't liked any of the other Witcher games. Oh, okay. So he's like, that. I you know, I actually really did like this one, but mm. okay, that makes I think sense. They gave, then. It still gave it an eight point oh, which is still good. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally okay with people like admitting up front. I don't really, you know, I never really got the Witcher games. Yeah, this one's okay. It's an eight, whatever. Like that's still that's a valid review to me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. As long as you disclose that, you know. Yeah. Uh, And then my last nibble bit: Odell Beckham Jr. of the New York Football Giants will be the cover athlete for this year's Madden, beating out Rob Gronkowski of the Patriots for the honors. (laughs) (laughs) One of the guys I work with. Comes into lunch today and he's like, "I am pissed." And I was like, "Why are you pissed?" And he's like, "Odell Beckham Jr." And I was like, "Well, what did he do?" And he's like, "He started saying, I can't remember what he said, but whatever he said indicated to me." I was like, "Oh, Madden cover?" And he's like, "Yup." <laughs> like, oh boy, sorry about that. But he also pointed out that the other wide receivers that were on the Madden cover had really great seasons, right? There's only two others, um, Fitzgerald, and I can't remember who the other one was. But when they Calvin, were on the cover, Calvin they did Johnson. really well. Oh, gotcha. It was, it was Calvin Johnson, I think. Calvin Johnson, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, that could be good. Yeah. Uh, I think Beckham's going to be one of those players that's going to be have nagging injuries his whole career. He was kind of like that this year. Um, he's he, going to be great when he plays, but I think he's going to miss – three or four games every season he sadly was the reason the giants won games this year yeah he was the only reason for the most part they won football games this year which which sucks i wanted us to do as bad as possible right (laughs) but uh that's that's all i've got for nibble bits how was your week Corey? busy busy week i did a couple things i've never done before i played beach volleyball monday night nice wow 
Monday night. So Monday uh, here in the Northeast was very hot and humid. Oh, yeah. It was almost 90. Yeah. And my current place of employment, I'm a groundskeeper. So I was outside all day in the heat and humidity. And it was probably the closest I've ever been to heat stroke. Yeah. I don't know what heat stroke is like. But we were really rushing to get everything done, and we were doing a lot of mowing. It was our first mow of the year, just this past Monday. So everything was really long, and I had a little push mower that wasn't self-propelled, so I was, like, pushing it up hills and down hills. And by the end of the day, my last 45 minutes or so, I was really dogging it. But I had to finish this one piece of land. Um, long story short, I also had to play volleyball that night because I committed to being a sub for... Um, for a team so i get out of work just absolutely exhausted take a cold shower i text chris who uh has been on this podcast before and, mm-hmm. and recruited me to be their sub for this volleyball team and said hey what time's the match tonight come to find out the match isn't until 9 30 p.m and i was just like oh man if i had known that i wouldn't have committed to it. that's because at around 9 30 i'm getting i'm thinking about getting ready for bed right um so I was like, all right, great. Starts pouring rain, storming <laughs> outside. I text Chris. I'm like, hey, is this thing going to get canceled? Because uh, it's also like a 20-minute drive for me to get where it is. Right. And he's like, oh, I'll check and see. Text me back. Oh, no, it's still on. We're still going. And I was just like, oh, man, I really just want to go to bed. But I can't back out. You know, I committed to being the sub. I, right. can't, I can't back out. So I go. And uh, my, I drive my girlfriend's car. I don't. I currently don't own a car. I ride my bike everywhere I need to go. Uh-huh. But I had to use my girlfriend's car because it's so far away. But her wipers are bad. First of all, first off, it's rainy out, and her lights are really bad. I don't know if they're ang- if they're too dim or if they're angled down. So it's just the perfect storm of me not being able to see out the window. Uh-huh. And I'm taking, like, wrong turns. Even though I'm listening to the GPS, like, I can't see lines on the road, so I'm in lanes I don't want to be in. I took, like, three or four wrong turns. And by the time I finally get to the bar, I'm just a pissed-off mess where this volleyball game is. And it's, you know, it's it's pouring rain at that point. But we take our shoes off, we stand out in the rain. Within a couple minutes, it stops raining, and we have a great time playing volleyball. Nice. Even though it was nine thirty at night, and I was exhausted, and didn't end up getting home till about eleven, uh-huh. uh, and then of course I was covered in sand and got sand everywhere. But it it was a lot of fun, and I was glad that I did it. Nice. Uh, it's a it's a good way to to you know do something fun in the middle of the week is to to participate in one of those things and just get together with friends. We didn't have any beers or anything like that, but we had a good time. We got swamp. We got schooled, I should say, playing volleyball, but it was still fun. We had a good right. time. Hmm. So there's that, and then I feel like I had something else to talk about, but now I forgot what it was. Hockey. Will probably wants to talk some hockey. Yeah, because that's really the only thing my week that's interesting, actually, is hockey. Mm-hmm. New York Hockey Rangers. Yeah. I had to leave during the overtime because of anxiety. <laughs> what do you mean you had to leave? Where Set the scene. I was a nervous I for whatever reason this year I'm worse like watching hockey games like I get so nervous and like anxiety and yeah. I'm just like I don't know why I'm like this I was like last year like I was kind of like it but this year has just been worse I don't know if it's just because I have no confidence in the Rangers for whatever reason it's probably because they don't win a game by more than one goal yeah 
Uh, and when the game started in overtime, I just I just walked out and said I can't do it, <laughs> and got food. <laughs> That's why I started drinking toward the end of the the Predators run in the playoffs. Yep, uh, and I got a te- I left my phone in the car, but I wouldn't shut it off because text messages come up on it, and I didn't want to like read a text message before I saw the score. I just yeah. wanted to whatever. But uh, I saw Allison had sent me a message all exclamation points, and I was like. <gasps> So I checked and I saw sure Stepan's car. I was like, "Thank yeah. God!" Yeah, it was. A, I mean, came right to him. Oh, it was a gift. Wide open net. It was definitely a gift. Just mm-hmm. glad he didn't miss it. Nothing's better than when your team watching the team celebrate after that. Like, if you're a fan of the team, right? Yeah, I I will say though, I I kind of felt for the Caps a little bit. They had a great team and a great season, and even Alex Ovechkin. You know, he gets all. He gets a lot of crap. Some of it's warranted, but not all of it. Um, I kind of felt bad for him a little bit. I did too, because people ran with the headline that he guaranteed victory too. And, That's such bullshit. And he did what any captain would do. Well, yeah, you want you you go into the game thinking you're going to win it. You yeah, know? yeah. You're I, a professional no, I, athlete. Yeah. And yeah, like that's that, ridiculous. And like when he scored the goal, I was like, good for him. As much as I was like, that sucks, but I was like, good for him for scoring. So like, now he just doesn't look like a total idiot, right? Yeah, because they ran with that headline. Yeah, yep, he did his part. But even so, at the end of the series, like there wasn't anybody I hated on the Caps. No, you know, you know how like last year, all those series the Rangers played, I hated everybody on those teams after the series were over. Yeah, didn't really get that with the Caps in the series. Like I thought it was a pretty pretty well played, fair fight right. and the rangers just happened to come out on topic it could have been either either team series i mean went to game seven and the rangers won in overtime right? yeah i don't know pretty well how are you feeling against tampa Corey? nervous me too <laughs> <laughs> this is the way i justify it though is like like tampa so if the rangers lose i'm not going to be furious yeah so i think I think there will be some issues once the Tampa series is over. I think there'll be some players that I really hate. Callahan, Boyle, Strawman. <laughs> I think there's yeah. I mean, San Luis going to play in a playoff series in Tampa. Oh. It's same like Callahan and Boyle and Strawman coming back to play in New York. Greg, and yeah, and uh is a wait, where's Anisa? No, he's in Columbus. He's in Columbus yeah. now, yeah. But I don't know. And and Steven Stamkos and Tyler Johnson are just always threats. So is Nikita Kucherov. Kucherov yeah. yeah, he's Kucherov, on yeah. I mean, I don't know. The Rangers, I think they I think they need a miracle, really, to win. I don't think Henrik Lundqvist can do it on his own again. They're going to have to be able to score more than two goals in a game to beat Tampa Bay. Exactly, because Tampa Bay is just scary on everything. Hmm. Yep. They need Matt Zuccarello back. Hmm. They do. Is he? What's his issue? Is he? I heard broken orbital bone. I've heard concussion. I think both. Boy, he really <laughs> he got messed up. At least Klein's back, huh? Yes. That's yeah. True. Short up the defense a bit, yeah. and then there's Ryan Callahan who just had an appendectomy <laughs> yesterday and practiced today. Yeah, of course he did. Good for him. Well, he's the same guy who broke all his leg and continued playing. Yeah. Was that that sequence in that when he was on the penalty kill and he blocked like? four shots (laughs) it was i remember people saying that he broke his leg after i was like whoo 
Dear God, he blocked a shot after. Yeah. He is all heart. And I'm not even going to make a guess who's going to win the Western Conference game. Oh, that'll be a great series, too. Because Chicago completely destroyed Minnesota, which I had no idea that they were going to do that. Yeah. Dominate them like that. Dismantled Minnesota. I think Chicago will win it. If I if I had to bet, I'd bet on Chicago. Yeah, because the Rangers have the best odds of winning the Cup right now. So still, I think so. That's what oh. Wyshynski said today. Unless he was going by series, I don't remember. Mm. But okay, yeah. Any other thoughts on hockey? Hockey is good. Yeah. All right. Do anything else, Corey? Is that it? I know there's a couple other things I wanted to talk about, but go ahead. Okay, Will, what about you? What do you got? I mean, I played some games that I haven't really played. I played Smite, uh, Mario Kart 8, mm-hmm. and more Story of Seasons. I'm probably not going to talk too much Heroes of the Storm this week because, one, Eric's not here, and two, because we're probably going to be doing an episode on it fairly soon. Yeah, when it comes out, after it comes out, we'll do an episode on it, definitely. So I'll probably just say one or two things about the new hero, and that'll mm-hmm. probably be it. Sounds good. Yeah, but okay. that's it for me, really. Yeah, for me, uh, I've just been playing The Witcher 2 uh, as much as I possibly can. The kids have been absolutely running me ragged the past few weeks, um, which is why I have spring fever. Yeah, there's a little bit of that, a little bit of, you know, uh, with, with the weather being nice and being outside. I really don't like being outside very much, and that's all my son wants to do. And my daughter's at an age where you can't look away from her for 10 seconds or else she's Get climbing something or putting something in her mouth that she's not eating to. scissors. Yeah, well, not scissors, but she's she's absolutely into everything. And my son was never like that. Like you could sit him in an area with a toy, and he would sit there for forever and play with whatever toy it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she she's ambitious and feisty and all that fun stuff. So uh, she's going to be a handful, I think, when she gets older. But. So I haven't, uh, because of that, I haven't been staying up as late playing video games. I'm by the end of the day, I'm just like, oh my god, I just, just want to go to sleep. Yeah, just just absolutely drained. So, but I've been fighting through it to play The Witcher too. So, that a boy. Yeah, I will finish it by the time the third one comes out. Will, why so. haven't you? You've had so much time to play The Witcher. I uh, I honestly haven't within since I started working at Wegmans I honestly haven't had a ton of time to play a lot of games because I have to balance between like uh, going to work a lot you know the gym I've got like friends living at home right now so like I'm trying to play video games with them I need to sleep like eight hours like we've talked about so I'm not like a miserable human being uh, I think I'm gonna try as I said I'm gonna try and play through them. Uh, like Wednesday, start like playing them. Doesn't the Sounds game come good. out on Tuesday? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I figured the three of you would be playing it, so that's true. Indeed. Dan and I are going to be fighting over it. Corey, no, because I can't play before ten o'clock at night for the most part. Corey, that's sign true. into and I'm my. I'm getting ready for bed around yeah, then. Exactly. Sign, wait, can he sign into my GOG? Galaxy thing and then Probably. download it. And Probably. Play it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. You should do that. Yeah. Download Will's. So Maybe I will. Because we'll have to fight over it. You can preload it. Preload it now. I did that already. I preloaded mine too. So Woo-hoo. yeah. I'll give you the. It's ready to go. I'll give you the God Galaxy stuff. Uh, did you get there. into God Galaxy? It's open. I never. Yeah, got you a, just gonna. I never. I got actually a, got into it a while ago. I never got a code. I bought some game on God and and I got it into the closed beta with it before. And I, like, downloaded it but never did anything with it. Because I read that they were doing uh, waves. 
of invites. Like you go on the website and sign up and then they were going to do waves and I never got one. Yeah, it's open now. The only reason I know it's open is because they said you can preload The Witcher now in God Galaxy. And I was like, you can? And then I'll have to go go download it then. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I kind of like it. (laughs) Damn it. Wish I'd known. Oh, well. Okay. Uh, That's it. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with what we played and probably feedback right after this. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 199 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. We are now in what we played. I have nothing to talk about. The only thing I've played this week is The Witcher 2, which I've talked a lot about. Love it. So we'll move on to Corey. What do you got, Corey? Uh, I actually was going to ask you, Dan, but yeah. since you haven't played it, I installed your Invisible Ink. Oh, nice. Uh, I really want to try it. pretty that. cool. Yeah, I've heard nothing but great things about Invisible Ink. I oh, had to buy it. Yet, huh? It was only like 15 bucks. I think yeah. I think it's you know they had it on special because it just came out came out of early access and then because it's a game by Clay who did uh Don't Starve and Mark uh-huh. of the Ninja I got a discount for having Mark of the Ninja too so I got I think it was like 30% off so I just I, I bought it But yeah it's supposed to be like a a mix between XCOM and stealth game it's a roguelike stealth tactical RPG type of game. So yeah, and, and got kinda, great reviews from a lot of a lot of different places. So Yeah, that's and then I saw you mentioned that you got it and I was like, Oh, I'll be playing that one. Thank you, Dan. Yep. <laughs> Thank you very much. Sure. Steam family sharing is a wonderful thing. Yes it is. I agree. So yeah, I just installed that, didn't get a chance to play it. Yeah. I finally played the new Mario Kart eight tracks uh-huh. and all played them all on two hundred CC. I don't think I I don't like 200cc. <laughs> I can understand why. It's and it's not that it's too hard. It is really hard. Um, I think I've finished like eighth in one of the circuits and like tenth in another of the circuits. Uh-huh. Um, I had been drinking, so that might have influenced <laughs> it a little bit. But right. uh, it's it's so fast that it's too it's too crazy. Yeah. And I don't feel like there's like an ebb and a flow of of the race. It's just mayhem, and like you fall off a ledge, but then you take a one turn really well and have a mushroom, and all of a sudden you're back in first, and you know, or the other way around, you're in first, and then you like take a turn bad, and and then you're in eighth, and you're like, oh man, and everything you like those your your place just changes so quickly and rapidly that it really just you really just gotta hit gold and 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 being first at the end of the race which is really hard to do yeah see for me Um, like i i found that if you if you run a clean race like if you get your lines down just right run a clean race if you don't fly off a cliff or uh hit too many walls or anything that that you'll finish in first but you know that's if you don't really get hit by a lot of stuff too if you get hit by a lot of stuff there's not much you can do about that you know yeah yeah i mean and you're 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 definitely better at mario kart than i am so of course that sounds good on paper to me, but <laughs> in right. practice, I don't know if that's that's going to happen. But but I did also use characters that I had never used before because uh, I wanted to try the new new dry brow Bowser and mm-hmm. what's his what's his name the villager yeah character. Um, but I really like some of the courses. Neo Bowser City was yeah. my favorite. The rain with the rain, yeah, it's fantastic. That's cool, and like all the neon signs and all that stuff going on. I love all that stuff. Yeah. That's I really like the electro, electrodome. Yeah, from the previous tracks. Uh-huh. Um, 
I don't know. I just really like that stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any that I didn't like. You should you should try it with your actual like racing build. Yeah, I, what I think what I'm going to do is use my build and go back to 150 cc yeah. and just figure things out, and then you know maybe I'll I'll try and go back to 200 cc. Um, it's cr- it's crazy how yeah. fast it is. It's, it's silly. Yeah, but. Uh, <sighs> I'm trying to think of anything that I didn't like. I didn't really like the small one that was seven laps. Oh, Baby Park. Yeah, not for me. I could see that. Didn't didn't care much for it. That one I think would suck on 200 cc because it's too fast. That one's more like I said I, when I talked about it. That's a that's a fighting one. That's a, mm-hmm. you got to be good with shells and banana peels and stuff. That's There's the only way everywhere. you're going on that one. Yeah, yeah, not to, at all times. Yep. Not to mention you're getting hit by bullet bills from people in last place and stuff like that because yep. you're right right there. So close, yeah. Yep, and then um, the one I the one I looking at I thought I'd like the most the Metro one. Yeah, I I didn't really care for that much. Okay, once I actually raced on it, but again I just I kept slamming into the rail car and into the wall and getting turned around and that that was my least favorite of the new tracks was the subway one. Yeah, I could see that for sure, but you know. What a great way to do DLC. Nintendo very rarely do I buy DLC, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that I'm just not... I just don't play games long enough to for me to use DLC. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Nintendo right off the bat, the value proposition was so good, and I enjoyed the game so much that I knew I'd keep it for long enough for DLC to be worth my while. And like we talked about last podcast or the one before, you knew right away what you were getting when you plopped down that... Yep. $12 or however much it was for the two bits of uh, DLC content. Mm-hmm. Um, great, great way to do DLC. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with Nintendo, you can always expect a certain level of polish. Yeah. No matter what. Yep. So y- it was really easy to put down that money for, for the DLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they spaced it out perfectly, too, you know, like kind of got away from Mario Kart for a little bit and then the new DLC comes out and I start playing again yep. and then brings it right back in again brings it right back in and you know you, you remember why you love it so much and you want to keep playing it and there you go yeah agreed didn't try online though oh online's so fun yeah God damn it all right uh rocksmith 2014 I just booted up recently again I borrowed Will's guitar because my guitar doesn't really work anymore uh, it was kind of a pain getting everything going, and I couldn't connect to the Ubisoft servers to play and stuff. If you don't know what Rocksmith is, it's pretty much Guitar Hero, but you're playing the songs with a real guitar, and once you get up to Master Difficulty or whatever, you're playing the song uh-huh. on, on your real guitar. And you can unplug from the game and plug into an amp and play, play the, the song. song. So I played... There was one song that I 100%ed way back when... And I tried to play it again and just couldn't remember any of it. So I had to start from scratch. But I was able to, within the span of maybe two or three hours, reteach myself that whole song all over again. Uh, and it was really fun to to play that. And, you know, you put good set of headphones on, turn up the volume all the way, and, and you're jamming. Nice. And it, it's fun. And I think I said this at the time, and I'll reiterate it here. I don't think it's good for people that are just starting playing guitar. I think it's good for people who have a basic idea and and can maneuver their fingers just enough uh, and and just learn to play songs and get better just by playing songs. That's, that's who I think it's for. I mean, I don't know that because I've never, I didn't, 
start from scratch when I played Rocksmith. That, that would be something I would do is, is start from scratch and see how it works for me, you know, because I've yeah. never, I mean, never, never picked up a good, I picked up a guitar, but I never mm-hmm. learned how to play it at all. Well, what's so. cool is they do the, you can just keep trying the song over and over again, like in Guitar Hero, or you can do, I think Guitar Hero and Rock Band had this kind of feature, but you can do uh, what's called riff repeater, and you choose a segment of the song, and you just keep playing it over and over again until you master that one little se- segment. And it could be easy difficulty, hard difficulty, you know, all the way up. Um, and then once you master it, it'll bump it up a little bit, and you'll play an extra couple of notes, and it'll just keep doing that, and you can set the speed. So because I had played the song before, it was just a matter of remembering how everything goes so i set the speed at like 30 percent turned the difficulty up all the way and just played the full song at 30 percent of the speed right uh, so it was slow enough that i could read the music as it came down and and remember the chords and stuff um so i mean just the little that little tool in itself is a great way to learn how to play a song and i was looking at some unfortunately because i couldn't connect to the ubisoft servers i couldn't buy any of the music which it's stupid. You know, I don't yeah. know what their problem is with the servers or maybe it's me, but I Googled it and a lot of people have that issue and had no luck resolving it. So, wow. you know, uh, I was looking at some of the, the download packs you can buy of, of songs and I kind of wanted the matchbox 20. Oh, pack. nice. I think that'd, that'd be fun to play. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the music in that isn't great. I kind of wish it was more, I don't know, alternative rock rather than the, metal and i don't know yeah not that stuff too much but that's rocksmith uh it's fun i recommend it and then i finally played wolfenstein the new order uh maybe only an hour of it but that game's pretty cool yeah it is it's it's really cool and and it i sort of had the realization that um i like first person shooters i just don't like playing them online yeah. with other people. I'm the same way. I I love the story first person shooters. The like we've talked about the Metro games, Bioshock. Yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah. I you know, I'll play I I liked like like Titanfall, but I only get so much out of playing the same maps and stuff over and over and over again, you know, like Yeah. After I was done with it, I was done with it and that was yep. it. It so. gets to a point where you're just like this is just doing the same thing over and over again and right. I don't know. Sometimes I win, sometimes I lose. Right. But uh, just how crazy over the top that game is is so much fun. Like shooting down the big mechs with giant guns, yeah. and even that intro scene when you're in the the plane, and the bombers, and yeah. getting all ripped to shreds, and you're jumping from plane to plane. Yep. <laughs> it's just so over the top and crazy. And even because it is uh, like an alternate history kind of, you still get that little bit of you know. 1940s Nazi. You still get a little dose of history, mm-hmm. even though it's not really based right. in history <laughs> at all. Yeah, the, I mean, basically the the Nazis win World War Two, and yeah. it's you know that's kind of the the basis for for Wolfenstein. And they have all these crazy war machines and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, really, really enjoying it, having a lot of fun playing that game i'll probably play through it i don't know how long it is it's not very long i think it took me like 12 or 13 hours it's, okay it's a bioshock length yeah which so, is perfect yeah does it uh ramp up i mean does the craziness get oh yeah 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 definitely 
It's good. It's good right. stuff. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I don't have anything else or anything new to talk about. I'm trying to think if I got anything new, but I just don't remember. Yeah, I just I'm always picking Invisible up humble Ink. bundles here and there and and stuff like that. But yeah, I just picked up Invisible Ink because it was uh, such a good price. I couldn't couldn't pass that up. Oh, you know what I got? Uh, Kotaku wrote an article about this game. I think it was Kotaku. It might have been S- Silicon Era about um, for the love of God. It's that game that's like papers, please, but you play like a god judging people at the pearly gates. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> that is cool. And it's uh, free, free to download. Oh, nice. Uh, you can probably just do a Google search for it. It's, it's for the love of God. And it looks like it has a pretty cool art style, too. So I'm looking forward to getting into that. I just need some some free time to do it. Maybe tomorrow I've got free time. So nice. we'll try it tomorrow and talk about it. On our 200th episode. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. That's all. That's all. I d- that's all I've done. What do you got, Will? I played both of the Mario Kart DLCs. I had not really. I played um, a little bit of the first one when I was in New York City visiting Corey, mm-hmm. but I actually hadn't played played it a lot, uh, like you had or Corey had. So I played both of them. I did 50 CC and I three starred the four cups, and then I did 100 CC and I four or three starred the cups. Uh, I'm working my way to 150. I've done one cup. Uh-huh. I'm going for a beaten game, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and play through the new tracks. And all the tracks are really good. There's a couple. When I say uh, I don't like these tracks, I like them, just right. not as much as the other ones. Um, and the one that I didn't really, a few that I didn't like was the one with the green and yellow road and the ice. Yeah. Ice climbers, whatever. The, something. The ice, I didn't ice care. road or something yeah. maybe. I didn't care for that one either. And I love like tracks that are snow and ice, but like this really like wasn't, it yeah. was just kind of a boring. Yeah. Couple, couple of loops and that's it. Yeah. It, it, I, I don't didn't know. I not find that one very interesting either. No, that, I kind of don't like racing on that one that much, but, uh, that one and there was trying to remember what it was called on the new ones oh it's the turn it's the subway one yeah yeah i have a hard time on that one too okay and it's not that i don't like this one it's just i'm bad at this one like because the space between where the side of the road where you go slow and the trains are so small yeah and i get really nervous when i'm in that spot and i don't want to get hit by anything and shells and bananas and whatnot and leader shells so like i always like you know, move the stick and I w- hit something and I yeah. fall behind and like, God dang it. And it's on a hundred CC and like, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> but, uh, the tracks that I really liked the most, uh, is the Neo Bowser city. Uh-huh. I just like the rain. Yeah. It was, that was awesome. Cause like, I have a fascination with that light rain, like at nighttime and stuff like that's why I kind of like Seattle. Cause that's apparently how it's like. Yeah. Um, and wild or was it called Wildwoods? I know what one you mean. I can't think. I I haven't learned the names of the new tracks yet. It's the one with the um, the waterfall at the end. And, the, yeah, it's the one in the woods on yeah. the new. It's the new DLC one, and the yeah. one after is the Animal Crossing. But uh, that one is really really nice. As yeah. soon as I was in that track and looking around, I was like, wow. Yeah. Just the graphics were just beautiful for it, and it just Eric said it was one of his favorites, and yeah, that, I you know. I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. And I liked the Animal Crossing one a ton. Yeah, uh, that was neat. The season's changing. Each time you race on it is pretty cool. I got the winter and the spring. Okay. Um, and as I said, I love, like, winter and stuff like that. So, like, I got that one. It was really – it was nice and pleasing. Yeah. Um, 
just like all these tracks have these things like it's like it's worlds i want to live in yeah like i want to live on that those tracks mm-hmm. it's just so pleasing and stuff like that but uh yeah i'm working my way through that i probably i tried to do four cups a day uh i'm not gonna be able to do it today but i'm gonna try to do it tomorrow but i'll be at 150 cc so we'll see how that goes i'm kind of rusty in the game it's been a really long time since i played because i hadn't played since Maybe two or three weeks after the game came out, and oh wow, and was it May last year? Yeah, May last year. Yeah. So like, I, I didn't play it a lot at all. So I'm pretty rusty, and like, I'm really kind of new to it actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but what a great game! Yeah, so much fun. I have to get my my bike uh, spec'd out because I use a bike. I don't use a that cart, cart. stuff. <laughs> Child's play. Nice. <laughs> um, they took out the wheelies, which I forgot about. Oh, yeah. Which gave you a little speed boost. Yeah. I was a little disappointed. I forgot about that completely. But great game. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh, the new Heroes patch, as I said, I'll just talk about Kael'thas a little bit. He's an assassin. He's really strong. Um, I wasn't excited for him at all. Like, I was just like, me, whatever. I was only excited because in the, you know, the patches, like, they change a lot of stuff and, like, do a lot of user interface changes and stuff like that. And they made the shop really nice. Yeah. If you guys, when you guys get back on, like it's a, it's, they pretty much they're pretty close to release date, so like everything's you know starting to come together and it looks nice and all that. But uh, yeah, Kael'thas is really strong. He has two really good ultimates, which is good most of the time. Heroes come out, they have one ultimate that's way better than the other. Like Sylvanas has two ultimates, one's picked ninety percent of the time, uh, the other is ten percent. And the ten percent, I don't even know why they pick it. It's pretty useless. But this guy uh, has some really good ultimates. One, he just sends a, f- a phoenix into an area, and it's like a turret. It just fires at whatever is by there. So like I use that. I use that one because it's the most handy. Mm-hmm. The other one's pyroblast, and he summons a huge fireball, and it's a slow moving object, but it homes in on the target that you select, and they can't avoid it. There's ways you can't avoid it. Like if you blink out of the way, you know, like when you have Bolt of the Storm, yeah, that ability. Like if it's about to hit you and you blink away, like it won't do, it, like it won't hit you. Mm-hmm. There's stuff you can avoid it, but it does like over a thousand damage, close to two thousand, wow. which is a lot. So it pretty much kills any squishy hero. Uh, but other than that, I haven't really played with him a whole lot. I just got him to five, but I bought a stim pack, so I did it in like three games. Um, nice. played Smite. I like Smite a lot. The issue is the games are too long. Mm-hmm. I don't like playing forty to sixty to seventy-five minute games. I had a I had a over sixty minute game. Wow! It was like almost it was one fifteen in the morning when I was done. And I was like, ugh, I don't want to I don't want to play this when it's like that. Yeah. Uh, and I don't like buying items that much. There's auto buy, but I feel like I'm being screwed when I'm buy do the auto buy because I don't know if it's buying the best things for me. Right. Uh, and since I'm new, like, I don't want to get overwhelmed with character builds and, like, that stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's on the Xbox One, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, the controls for it are pretty, like, it's a good game. Uh, there's more gods in it than, he- like, uh, than heroes have heroes. Of the, uh, and heroes of the Storm's heroes, so, but this game's been out a while, so. Yeah. Uh, on PC, it's just coming to Xbox now. I don't know. I enjoy it. It might be my second favorite MOBA. I just don't think anything can beat heroes for me right um me and eric are gonna play more so we're probably gonna talk about it more mm-hmm. but i don't have a whole lot to say about it okay other than it's cool some of the gods i think are stupid right uh i played as neath i should say Ra and guan yu which is from dynasty warriors which is 
pretty cool. Nice. Because he's the Chinese God of War or whatever. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's so cool that Guan Yu's in this game. But, um, uh, what else did I play? Oh, Story of Seasons. Not a whole lot to say with that. Just been farming. I planted. Corey, you would love this game, by the way. So would you, Dan. I think you guys would all love it. I think you should all get it. Any interest, Corey? Story of the Seasons? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I was definitely interested in it, but when it reviewed, it just kind of got decent reviews. Yeah, seven to eight. Yeah, and I was looking for something a little bit more to pull the trigger on it, especially because it was kind of hyped yeah. up a bit. Um, being the from the developers of former developers of the Harvest Moon, Harvest Moon series, Natsum. Mm-hmm. It's that- it's it used to be Natsum. It's not anymore. Oh, okay. It's- copyright issues and right. whatever gotcha uh i think you should try it definitely try it out i think it's great uh something about i've always said that i don't want to be a farmer in real life because it's hard work but farming in the video game is great yeah uh it's just something about just waking up at six in the morning in the game and going out and using your hoe and getting some some fields tilled or whatever and planting some seeds and watering it and then going to the restaurant in the afternoon and eating some food and talking to some villagers and stuff like that just such a peaceful life and it's so happy (laughs) nice that's how i feel about hearthstone (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how (laughs) compared to that uh story of seasons i left out that i played tons of hearthstone Mm -hmm. i should talk about that though to be honest with you but i'll save it for next week you can because i played it too so no, you want me? You want me to talk about it? You can go for it. I'm just kind of spitballing. Well, I just uh, wanted to say that I've I've started to overcome some of my issues, my game gaming, my gaming abilities issues in the game, just by watching. I started watching a lot of uh, like training videos and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, and I found out one of my biggest problems was there's different types of there's different ways to play decks. There's like a face deck, uh, tempo, uh, value. Tr- I don't know. There's all these different terms for different ways to play the decks. And I, what I always did is played it. The the way you can play every deck is by simply trading up kills and building uh, card advantage, and while still trying to maintain board advantage. And you can do that with pretty much any deck. Some of it's some of decks are better, or some hero, I should say. Are they called heroes in Hearthstone? Yeah. Yeah. Some heroes are better at it than others, but um, you could pretty much use any hero to, to do that kind of thing. But um, I s- started to discover like how important tempo is in the game, and like make sure you're make sure you're playing your minions on their curve. Um, so like when it's turn five, and if you have a five mana creature, it's you need a really good reason not to play it. Um, whereas before I'd be like, oh, I still have all these smaller creatures. I'll just play these, you know, two or three smaller creatures on turn five rather than this five, this one five creature. Because if you play the five, then you'll still have card advantage. And, you know, there's a, a five mana threat on the board that the other player has to deal with. Uh-huh. Um, so that was a big mistake I was making was was not doing that hardly ever. Uh, and it's lots of lots of other little things that I'm I'm starting to pick up on that I just... Wouldn't have realized until somebody I heard it explained, mm-hmm. uh, and then once you hear it explained once, it's like, yeah, that makes total sense. Like, how stupid can I be? Right. Um, so I did. Uh, I had a few good runs. 
I think I, with my Warlock deck, I won like eight games in a row and got up to rank 15. Wow. Uh, which still isn't my highest. What did I hit? 13, 13. that one month? Yeah, you said 13. Yeah. Um, but And another thing I learned is that mediocre players always choose the fancy play rather than the best play. Um, and I realized that that was another mistake I was making is, is I always wanted... I always like set up a, a a synergy on the board because it was fancy, you know, yeah. rather than just doing what needed to be done, taking the the fancy play versus the best play. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of a good example that I could explain right now. My brain's kind of mush at the moment, but yeah, uh, that was another mistake I was making, and I forget. I think I read it on. Uh, I've been spending a lot of time on the Hearthstone subreddit. And somebody publishes these really good infographics every now and again. And that was one of the points that they made was mm-hmm. how often med- mediocre players go with the fancy play, which is often a mistake. Yeah. So just something to keep in mind for you Hearthstone players out there. I'm uh, really trying hard to get better. I'm going to go pro. Pro Hearthstone, huh? I'm going to retire at 30 years, eight, 30 years of age. Nice. Okay. Do you have anything you want to talk about, Arstone? I was just well, going to say, I always try to make the fancy play. So yeah. It's like, oh, this will be cool if I do this, and then this happens. But, you know, hey, you no, got to ask yourself. Does it set, ever set up that way? No. Sometimes. No, yeah, you're but right. When it does, is, and then you make that play, it's like, oh, that was cool. Like, I really screwed him. But you could have done this other thing, which wasn't as sexy, but would have been way more effective. Yeah, you would have won a couple turns earlier. Yeah. I don't know. I was uh, getting. I got a haircut this week, so like I sat in the barber, and there was seven or eight people ahead of me. So Oof. I just yeah. So I just played Hearthstone, uh, and I, you know, I was pretty successful with it. But I don't know. I'm to the point now where like, I need new cards. I just I'm tired of the decks that I've been using. My shaman deck isn't that good. I feel like my mage deck's the best, but I don't want to play my mage because everybody plays the mage. Yeah. I don't want to be that guy. Just are you doing arena runs? Yeah, but like I win one deck and I own half the cards in it. Well, just keep doing arena runs. I think it's just because I'm really bad at the game. I do an arena run like every other day, just about. Because I'll do two, the two quests and then whatever wins I get along the way is usually enough coins to I, do an arena run. I have like 450 coins. Like I have a bunch of arena runs in me. I just like I. I just gotta have the time, not the time, but because it doesn't take very long. I just gotta have the, the motivation to get on the internet, Hearth Arena, and do the draft and stuff like that, and make yeah. decks. That's the part I don't like because I have to like enter it in for all three cards for thirty times. Is it? Yeah, thirty cards. Yeah, so like it just you know I'm lazy, and I hate the druid. <laughs> Yeah, I hate the Druid, too. The Druid just has so many stupid cards, and it makes me angry. Yep. But the Druid, uh, I think in the last month, I think the Druid was the the top pick. Really? In pro, pro play, yeah. Why, why does that change so much? People just come up with new strategies and new deck combinations and you know with the release of new cards like things change a little bit and depending on what everyone else is picking um you know just just by virtue of the fact that something's popular then something else becomes better yeah 
and then it slowly shifts towards that till everyone realizes it. Like Mech Mage deck was really huge last month. I haven't seen a Mech Mage deck in weeks. Yeah. Um, just because people come come up with other decks that are good at countering that. So yeah. People start to realize, oh, this isn't working anymore, and then they move on to the thing that everybody else had, and then the smart people come up with something better, and it's just it's, it's constantly okay. shifting. That would explain why I've seen a lot of druids the last couple like weeks. Yeah. Yeah, because then somebody publishes an article, you know, this is the druid deck that pros are winning with the most and then everybody rushes to make that deck and then the pros move on to something else and our our goes from there. Are paladins getting more popular too because I've seen a lot of paladins recently too. Yeah, paladins definitely. Um and I'm still waiting to see a good dragon deck because the dragons are what came out with the uh, most recent expansion here, Black Rock Mountain. A yeah. lot of dragon cards came out. Okay. So it it looks like Paladin is going to be the best dragon really? class. Yeah. So we're just waiting to see how that plays out. Oh. But it's funny because when uh, when the last expansion came out, everyone's like, oh, that card such and such a card will never be valid. Like, what a waste. Grim Patron. That's what it was, the Grim Patron card that that came out with uh, Black Rock Mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a really good video somebody posted uh, that they cobbled together of all these pros in Hearthstone pundits, like, seeing this card and discussing it when it first released and them all just saying, like, yeah, I don't really see the value here. This isn't worth, this isn't worth it. Not a very good card. Blah, 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 blah. But, like, one of the most popular decks now is the Warrior Grim Patron deck, and it is a bitch to play against. Is it? Yeah. So Grim Patron is a it's a 3-3 minion, 5 mana cost, but if it takes damage and survives, it duplicates itself. <sighs> so, in the Warrior has a card, uh, I think, is it Warsong Commander, that a creature with 3 or less attack has charge. So if you get out the Grim Patron and use Whirlwind on it, which does one damage, it spawns another one. And then that one has charge, because the Warsong Commander's out there, so the two can attack. And then if you have another card that can deal one damage to one of them, or both of them, then more Grim Patrons come out, and they have charge, so they can attack all on the same turn. So they could wipe you if you have, like, 20 health, if they... It's happened to me a lot of times. That would just infuriate me. Yeah. That's why I tweet... I don't tweet very much anymore, but I tweeted that... Hearthstone really needs a, like, what the hell was that emote, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, or, uh, like, uh, are you effing kidding me emote, mm-hmm. I think is what I said. So do you feel like Hearthstone now has more diversity because of the new expansion? It feels like it. That, um, That's just as important. Just compared to, you know, like last month or maybe last month or two months ago was... A, kind of a dry spot until the new cards came out, but and that's what I was playing. Yeah, that's why. That's why I gave really up time because I am seeing a, a lot more different decks. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one, I, not to toot my own horn here, but uh, what I'm seeing more and more now is kind of what I built a couple of weeks ago with my mage deck. There's a what the hell is the name of the card? I can't remember now. But uh, what it does is every time you cast a spell with the mage, it deals two damage to two random enemies. Um, and I put those cards in my mage deck as soon as I got them, which was the day they came out, and had some quite a bit of luck with it. But now I'm seeing that more and more. Not saying that I started it, but you know I was doing it. Yeah. 
before it was cool. I've I've seen you do that deck plenty of times. Yeah, that's a fun one. I like that one a lot because you get to play around with all the mage spells, which are fun because they have the 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 portal that summons a random creature. Yeah, for two mana, but it costs three less, so you can get like a le- a good legendary on the board really early in the game with that card. Mm-hmm. Unstable portal, I think it's called. Is that? I don't a- know. I could talk about Hearthstone forever. Well, we have uh, fe- a little feedback about Hearthstone, so I'll read that right oh, now good. so we can transition into it. What, one yeah. more, I have one quick question, though, Corey. Is there a way yeah. that I can get Dust faster? Because there are two decks that I want to build for my Warlock and Shaman are a lot of Dust, and I just feel like I'm never going to get there. I mean, you can just deconstruct all your cards, but it's kind of a waste to do that. Yeah, I don't really want to do that. In an like, Arena run, I'll get like 30 yeah, just keep doing arena runs. I mean, there's no easy way to get dust. It's just the only way to get it is to deconstruct cards or or win it. But you need so much of it to make the good cards that you want that it's, I don't know, it's hardly worth, to me, it's hardly worth it to, to try and get enough dust to make a card. I just look at it as I'll work around that card, you know, and maybe win it eventually in a pack. I was going to say, can you win like any, you can win any card in any pack, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, because like the decks are like eight thousand dust and seven thousand dust. I'm just like, oof. Yeah. That's steep. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, they obviously have the expectation that you have most of those cards and only need to craft a couple of them. But that's not really the case. No, definitely not. Not even with me. I mean, I haven't spent any money on the game, so it's just been since beta. You know me plugging away doing yeah. arena runs and and I still don't have very many cards. I actually decided that I'm probably going to end up buying the expansions at some point so I can get the cards that I'm missing. Yeah. There's only certain ones you need, though. Shade of Naxxramas? Is that the one that uh, boosts itself every turn? Yeah, while it's in stealth. Yeah. It's a decent card. Oh, yeah. Haunted Creeper was big from the last one. That's the spider that when you kill yeah. spawns two one ones. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, uh, this is from Valerie in Illinois who says, "Hey athletes, well I have to admit I've been playing Hearthstone for the past month or so and I like it a lot. I don't play every day, but will keep up with my dailies. I've been doing arena runs in hopes of getting some better cards. I don't have anything too special at the moment, but I've built a druid deck that has been consistently successful. I've also started playing ranked and got to rank twenty one so far this month." Corey, do you have any tips for picking the opening cards? I find this part difficult. What cards do you avoid uh, starting with in your hand? You can answer that first. Uh, well, I mean, obviously you want a one-cost card in your hand, and it depends on the deck that you have. Most of the time, I'll mulligan. If I don't have a one-cost card, I'll mulligan all my cards just to try and get one. Um and again, it depends on the deck that you have. It's not necessarily that important to get your, your one mana card so you can play it on the first turn. Like uh, with the Hunter, I try to get that one cost card because you know the Hunter faces really quick and you just want to be able to do as much damage as fast as possible. Um, but other decks, like I was just talking about my Mage deck, it, it doesn't necessarily matter so much. In that case, I just want to have a certain number of spells in my hand. So... I guess my answer would be it really depends on your your deck. Um, the Druid, she, she said Druid, right? Yep. 
The druid's a little bit different because they, with their innervate and uh, what's the other one that gives them mana? I can't think of the name of it. Um, it's not as urgent to have a, a one, a one mana card. But again, I don't know. I don't know the the deck that she's using, so I can't really, I can't really speak to that. If you want, you could always send me a, a screenshot of your deck build, and I'd be happy to, to consider it. Mm-hmm. Um. One card I like to have is the Zombie Chow, which is a one-cost creature that's uh, 2-3. But when it's destroyed, it heals 5 damage to the enemy hero. But it's just good to get out there early and take out whatever they put out. Uh, I don't necessarily use it to face. If you can, if you can attack the hero with it, um, then go ahead. But if they have a minion out, I use it, use it to just attack the minion to either kill it or do some damage to it. So, mm-hmm. Zombie Chow is a decent one cost card okay. for for early to, to mulligan for sounds good i also wanted to comment on heroes of the storm's recent downgrade in quality of play i think the game will be flooded with so many new players when it officially launches that the, the terrible players will be fewer hopefully just an idea since i have a firm belief that beta players are naturally snarkier <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> she's done spot on right right <laughs> Yeah, uh, Eric and Will have both been complaining about some uh, some bad matches in Heroes of the Storm. I've had a lot better luck solo queuing than Eric has. Right. Eric's had some pretty terrible luck. It's just how people have been acting recently. Yeah. And I know it's going to get worse, a lot worse, but I'm in too deep to right. get out now. I don't know. I'm just like, I'm excited to play. Well, everyone's matchmaking rank is getting wiped when the game launches, so... Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, new players. You're going to be going up against probably some really good players right. in there. And I'm sorry, really good players, because you're going to be playing with some pretty bad people. It's going to be bad <laughs> when the game mess. comes out. That's I feel it's going to be bad. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't. I try not to get mad. And, like, when people get mad, like, I just ignore it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm with a group of people, like, I'll fight back because I stick up for my homies. Right. But when I'm by myself, like, I just ignore it or just mute them. It's not worth it. Yeah. Okay. Question. When is the Thumbstick Athletes United States Gaming Tour? We would love to host you for a night, and I'm sure others would too. You could travel around recording live listener feedbacks and discussion. I would love to do that. That'd be sweet. That would be a freaking blast. Hey, um, we get the Magic Mystery Bus and just tour around in it. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be great. <laughs> as long as it had electricity to power whatever games we were going to play that night. You know? Oh, sure. We need a little generator. Yeah. It would have to juice my PC, and then we would have to stop somewhere where there was internet. <laughs> so. They probably make uh, like utility fans that can push out that kind of power. Yeah, I'm sure they I'm sure they do. An RV. Yeah. We'll there you that. go. Tour bus someday. Uh, we're, yeah, we're we're a few decades out from that. I would say. I don't know. Dec- I don't know if it's decades, <laughs> but I, I my I would like to get to Pax East. That's my that's my first traveling goal, is get to PAX East. Maybe next year we say that every year. Probably not, but I would love to go to PAX East. Well, it's not the worst sure. time. It is at a really really bad time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it's usually like Easter weekend. Can't so, can't miss that. No, not really, not really. Uh, thanks for the free content, and thank God hockey is almost over. Valerie in Illinois, <laughs> soon to be Iowa. So, so thanks for that, Valerie. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Corey and Will want hockey over too. I was glad when it was over. 
Just because I didn't have to stress out about it anymore. I have anxiety from it. Okay. Now, we didn't have Eric compiling our feedback for this week, so I'm looking it up right now. He said uh, somebody wrote in. Yeah, last minute. Yeah, so. Uh, Okay, this is... No, not that one yet. Isn't Facebook fun? Facebook is a nightmare. A freaking nightmare. Trying to locate anything? Yes, I got it. Uh, Okay. This is from Jonathan, who says, new listener here, probably burned through five or more shows this week. My fiancé and I are are truckers and gamers. We have a PS4. Like playing co-op, couch co-op games is a Wii worth getting. Not a huge Nintendo fan, but I like the Zelda games and the Smash titles. I'm more of an FPS guy, and she likes anything but FPSs. Is a Wii worth getting? Wii, Wii, mm. Wii U, I'm guessing, right? Couch co-op games, uh, Mario Kart, Smash Brothers, great couch co-op games. Uh, competitive. 3D Land. Couch co-op, yeah, Super Mario's 3D Land. Uh, one you can play on the PS4 that I think is probably one of the best couch co-op games I've ever played, Rayman. Rayman Legends is on the PS4. Uh, you can play that with your fiance. I think me, t- Tower me, Falls great too. Tower Falls really good too. Yep, that's a that's a fun competitive couch co-op game. But yeah, Rayman Dan. Uh, you would Ra- bow. Yep, Rayman Legends. Me and my wife uh, have sunk many an hour into Rayman Legends. Um, it's it may be my favorite platformer of all time. Co-op, like Corey talked about, Super Meat Boy is probably better single player. But uh, for co-op, I don't think you can do better than than Rayman Legends for. For uh, uh, co-op, couch, yeah. couch co-op, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, in in our opinion, obviously the the Wii U is worth getting. It's a it's a good system, and if you have any like friends that have like Wii controllers or whatever that they aren't using, you can take those and use them on the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of deals floating around. If you pay attention, you can get a Wii U and like Mario Kart Eight and another game donkey kong tropical freeze donkey kong country tropical freeze which is supposed to be a really good platformer too mm-hmm. uh you know just pay attention for those especially if you're a zelda fan <coughs> uh i would definitely get one because the new zelda is probably gonna be pretty sweet so and it says you like smash so the new smash brothers is awesome uh-huh. you play you can play online the online works really well yeah same I'll, thing with mario kart if you get one just give me your actually you don't need to give the friend code anymore that's a 3ds thing so oh, yeah. we just need username and I'll play. I play Smash a lot. I play with some coworkers now, so I've been playing a lot more again. Nice. So okay, I gotta practice up if we're gonna play next week. Oh. Yeah, I gotta play Smash. I haven't played Smash in a long time. I mean, I was never good at Smash anyway, but I should at least play a little bit, probably. Get back in the groove. Yeah, I was never in a groove to begin with. <laughs> so uh, welcome to the show, too, Jonathan. That's awesome. Uh, also from Jonathan, he says, which game from the days of yore deserves a remake? I'd like to see Maniac Mansion. What do you think deserves a full, I'm guessing full on remake. Oh man. Super Mario World. Mario World, huh? Like with, uh, new Super Mario Brothers Wii U type of graphics? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be fun. 
Mario Ma- the- Mar- Mario Maker is going to kind of do that. When is that coming out? The, I'm sure they're going to talk about it at E3. I bet you it'll come out this fall. They, it's got to. They I feel men- like they've been talking about it for years. They mentioned it in that uh, video Reggie did for yeah. the Nintendo Championship, World Championship or whatever. Yeah, I bet you that's this fall, and then Zelda will be in the spring next year. There's Star Fox in between them. Star Fox, yeah. I haven't heard or seen anything about Star Fox, and I want I want to see Star Fox. They said in the video at the Game Awards that Star Fox will be before Zelda. Yeah. So... Back on topic, though, remake or remaster? Remake. I guess remake. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves for the NES. <laughs> that was an awesome game. One of the few good first-party video games that's out there, you know, or what is that? What, movie, movie tie-in games, I guess. Licensed. Licensed, that's what I'm looking for. Yes, licensed games. I'll have to think about that one. I can't come up with anything off the top of my head right now. Pod Racer. Pod Racer would be amazing. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's Oculus the, Rift. That's, oh, oh man. man. Corey, how dare you? Stop it. <laughs> Put that in my head. That would be fun. Mm, I'd take fun. a Morrowind remake at this point. Somebody's, yeah, somebody's doing it. They're trying to they they tried to do it in the Oblivion engine and now they're working on it in the Skyrim engine. I don't know if <laughs> it's it's such a huge game, I don't know if they'll ever be able to finish it before the next Elder Scrolls comes out, you they'll, know. Then they'll do it in the new yeah. Elder Scrolls w- game. Would you play a, a remastered EverQuest, Dan? Original EverQuest? Probably not. I just think the mechanics are just so ancient at this point, you know. Yeah. I li- I've liked Guild Wars way, way too much to... I just keep thinking about the, like, the olden days, like, going down in the morning at, like, 6 a.m. Yeah. Uh, that game was freaking hard too. Booting up EverQuest and getting into the Fadewer oh, forest man. or whatever. Walking over to Crushbone Castle. Nobody else was on at that point. I remember how much of a bastard it was to cross the ocean to go to the other continent. That was a that was a trek. Yep. Back in the day, sit on that stupid boat. Not just that, but you you know once you got into the other thing like there was no city on the other end of it you had to travel to the city and you had to go through (laughs) some dangerous places and if you died you had to go to the last spot you bound yourself which would have been the city that you started in which would have been it would have been Freeport which is the city that I usually started in yeah because even going to uh, the what are they Butcher Block Mountains that's where the boat would go and then you had to make that walk from the the Docks to Kaladin. Yep. That See, I'm name dropping on it, you. It was dangerous. Yeah. I spent a lot of time exploring those islands too in the ocean, ocean of tears. Sure. Well, you always hoped you'd discover something that yeah nobody knew was I, there, I, or like you yep. come upon treasure or something, which never happened. But right. you always just hoped you would. Yeah, something cool that no one else came across. Yeah, that was fun. They don't make them like that anymore. No, uh, it's probably all the nostalgia talking. But that's why I asked if you would have a, what, play a remake of that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not opposed to it. I would probably I would try it. I don't know who I'm kidding. Rise of Nations. Rise of Nations was good. Okay, uh, this is also from Jonathan who says, if Ubisoft will allow one versus one online in Watch Dogs without a PlayStation Plus subscription, why not allow players to pay one, a one-time fee to use online features on all games? 
That's an interesting idea. I've yeah, never even I, thought of that. And I thought about this, and because I, I, you know, in my brief time with my PS4, I think the only game I played online was was Destiny. You played Destiny online? I played Destiny online. Oh wow! You kind of had to be online. But, yeah, you're right. Um, I I played briefly online, and like if I could have not spent whatever it was fifty bucks on PS Plus and just spent like five dollars to unlock the online features for Destiny, that would have been awesome. You know, well, it's, it's probably, a one-time five-dollar fee to, to use the online features. That one v one isn't. It's probably not considered. I mean, do you need uh, PS Plus to use the online features in Dark Souls? I think so. Yeah. Oh well, it was it was uh, Bloodborne. You do Bloodborne. You do because yeah. Will's Will's had expired when I played it, so I couldn't I couldn't have any any help. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder how Ubisoft did that. I don't know. Because it's it's I mean I, I don't I, I don't know how those relationships work between publishers and and the console makers like which features are online subscription required and which aren't yeah I don't know that's interesting though yeah I just think it would be cool like it's because I'm not one to play a lot of online games I don't use most of the online features in most of the games other than like patches. Mm-hmm. So if I could have spent five dollars to unlock online on Destiny as a one-time fee, that would have been great for me. Because even like a lot of the PS Plus games, I never, never ended up trying or played very briefly. Yeah, but at that point, wouldn't you just say, "Well, why don't I just pay five dollars for a month of PS Plus?" I could have, but you know, if if that's the only game I'm going to play throughout my uh online playing and if i played it for a few months i didn't i played destiny for like two weeks and then traded it. yeah um you know if i could have just that one time fee of five bucks instead of because i think it's like i think it's like eight bucks a month if you oh is uh, it yeah it's it's a lot more it's definitely worth it to spend on the year subscription it's it's a pretty steep discount so uh, he says monthly and yearly fees for online content is disconcerting. I want to play The Last of Us Online without having to pay for PS Plus. I own it for PS3, but I find myself getting my multiplayer fix on PS3. So, because personal of the, uh, computer, P- yeah, a- a- anything on computer, <laughs> unless you're talking about sub fees for for MMORPGs. But I really think those are going away. Yeah, there's no game that has one besides WoW. That's WoW right. has them. Eve has them. Uh, Final Fantasy has them. Yeah, um, but right. for but for the most part, they're going away. WildStar is going to be dropping them. I think that the reason why World of Warcraft lost like three million subscribers is partly because of the the sub fees. Um, but boy, do they still make money. They still make money. They still have like seven million active subscribers, which is crazy blizzard's beyond rich sickening yeah so but i agree i don't like my guess is the the watchdogs thing is just ubisoft exploiting some loophole in whatever terms yeah they have with playstation right that could very well be i know they had like a partnership with with watchdogs because watchdogs was what it was gonna there was the Watchdogs bundle with PS4 that was there was they were going to launch like with it, yeah. so maybe that was a, uh, I don't know, yeah, yeah. I guess made. it just sort of comes down to that the the console makers are the gatekeepers to online, right? 
you got to pay up. Well, that and that's what I mean. Like you would pay Sony five dollars to unlock online features for Watchdogs, you know, instead of having to pay for PS Plus and and right. and unlock online for all games. Just pick and choose which games you want to use it for. Yeah, but that's an interesting yeah. thought. I don't know microtransactions for online features. <laughs> Stop it. You can play another match of Heroes of the Storm right now for 50 cents. Or you can wait 24 hours. Oh, yeah. I'd be so broke. How dare you. <laughs> Don't give them any ideas. It's just stop it. <laughs> uh, Ryan and I on Twitter says, oh, this is a, about the, the Assassin's Creed. Where was it? He says, and I'm the only one who cares. I already have come to the conclusion I will do a review voicemail for y'all. Thank, yeah, that's probably you. what's going to happen. Although, Eric, you know, Eric will buy it, I think. <laughs> I'm not disinterested in, in Assassin's Creed. I still want to play Unity? Rogue in uh, Unity. Well, not so much Unity. I do want to play Rogue, though. I'm going to yeah. buy Rogue. Buy it on PC so I can play it. You can't because the Ubisoft Yeah, DM. the Ubisoft DRM. You can't share it on Steam. Oh, my God. Yeah. Someone has to buy it. Buy it on good old games. Is it on good old games? No. Ubisoft keeps all their crap under Uplay. You know where you can get it, though, Corey? Where? You know. The Pirate Bay. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Xbox 360. Yeah. I I have a 360. That's crazy. I should get it on 360. You get Rogue for, for 360. That old thing. It'll be the maiden voyage of the 360. <laughs> Wait, what is that? Is that the first one or the last one? Maiden voyage. Maiden voyage is first voyage. Oh, so it'd be the swan song. There you go. How's that? <laughs> swan song, yeah, that's right. Okay, um, I think this is the rest of this is. Okay, this is for question of the week stuff. I I think I covered everything. If not, let us know, and we'll definitely read your feedback next week if we missed it this week. Corey, question of the week. This week's was, what video game would have the best theme park rides? Uh, This was inspired by Nintendo announcing their partnership with Universal to bring Nintendo-themed rides to their parks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Derek from Chicago says, how about a Shadow of the Colossus-style ride where you are ascending a giant creature twisting and turning around its limbs, climbing higher, climbing higher and higher until you finally get to the top. Once you reach the pinnacle, the ride flies through the weak spot and you rapidly descend the creature and you rapidly descend the- as the creature is dying around you. It is a frightening descent of rapid turns and near misses as you escape into a serene landscape where your faithful horse awaits you. That, that is would be quite cool. that was quite the picture you painted us, Derek. That's awesome. Yeah, wow. That would be fantastic. I'm not one for, for theme park rides, but that does sound cool. Definitely. Uh, I remembered. Um, I, I I also I makes me want to play that game. I never played Shadow of the Colossus, but I've heard nothing but good things, and that makes me want to play it. I remembered having Eric asked last week if if I had ever been to Universal, and I I thought I had, but I couldn't remember being there. But I did I did just remember uh, having been there and being in the on the Twister ride. Uh huh. It's called a ride, but you just stand there and watch a watch a tornado, mm. um, which was it was awesome. The tornado yeah. was whipping around like a gas station, and things were exploding, and you're just standing there, like 
right in the thick of it. Yeah. Uh, and that sort of made me think of that, like, you know, just sort of experiencing the shadow of Colossus thing. I don't know. It would yeah. be cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this is from, oh, Jonathan. Uh, he calls himself Pacetti Spaghetti. <laughs> the the uh, Facebook feedback. This is uh, an answer to the question of the week. He would uh, have it be the Master Chief Collection because none of the rides would be finished. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's good. Well played. Pacetti well played. Spaghetti sounds like a like a something that you'd find in a Chef Boyardee can. Pacetti Spaghetti, yeah, that does. <laughs> um, I think that's everything, right? Sure, Dan. Oh, we got. I don't. We got something huh? from our on our website. Oh, email. It was a Which... comment on our Dark Souls two on your Dark Souls two article, Corey, from a while Ooh. ago. Oh, I'll read yeah, that. We don't need it. We don't need it. You can read it if you want. It's kind of dated at this point. So we just we just got it on Monday though. Who we... went back and read that article? Is from like two years ago. I know. I don't know. Corey, somebody found it on the internet. Back off. How? I think they were reply, replying to someone else on the on the thread. Uh, oh. But had... I'm going to read it. It's, it's kind of funny. They say, yeah, same. Dark Souls 2, uh, Scholar of the First Sin Offline. Thank you, Russia. Let's talk about the real issue. The part of me that would want to play online is the wussy part that's scared of the pursuer and wouldn't mind an extra hand, staff, bastard sword and the part which would enjoy helping others with their fights. Short of that, I find the difficulty almost like a personal challenge from the developers to myself. Besides all that, I just don't have the money to be buying games right now. The world plays enough games with all of us. Uh, A little torrenting never hurt anyone. Disclaimer, do not pirate games. This information is provided for educational purposes only. (laughs) Okay. So the gist of the article, uh, which again was written like two years ago. Yeah was i think the title was is dark souls the best cure for piracy and essentially what i argued was that if you make a game's online feature so compelling and such a integral part of the game um people are more likely to go out and buy it because online games are a lot harder to pirate and get into than offline yeah because uh, you have to access somebody's network and go through that network and your game has to be authenticated not that you can't still do that yeah because there is like People offline do. world of warcraft server or uh private world of warcraft servers and stuff like that but it's right. a lot of hoops you have to jump through and there's you it, know it's the wild to a lot of people it's probably not worth it right exactly it's the wild west of online gaming you know yeah. anything goes yeah um so that person was commenting yeah sort of agreeing in a humorous way yeah um, and your, your point too was that's a game that's that's so hard that you almost need yeah. uh, someone else to help you. And he's saying that he he takes it as a personal challenge from the developers, um, you know, to to beat the game on his own solo, <laughs> which, which I can't <laughs> imagine that would be so hard because there um. there was there was quite a few bosses that I was able to solo and beat on my own, um, but there was like probably four or five bosses that there's no way I would have been able to beat by myself. I don't think in Dark Souls One, I'm pretty sure I soloed them all, which is why I probably never beat Dark Souls One entirely. Right. Uh, but Dark Souls Two, I I know I had help for every single boss. Yeah, see, I was able to solo some of them, but well, I didn't even mess around. I didn't even try. I was just like, I'm not even. Yeah, I know. Like, I I don't have a lot of time. I just 
I want to beat these bosses. Yeah. And so I just always made sure I had help. Gotcha. Uh, okay, answer our answer is the question of the week. Will, what do you uh, got? The first game that came to my mind was Mass Effect. Just think about how cool like a space theme park would be. Yeah. You mean the Buzz Lightyear ride? <laughs> Legit space, not Toy Story. <laughs> Goofy cartoon space? Yeah. Yeah, mine would be along the same lines. I was thinking like uh, Ro- uh, Rogue Squadron. I've always wanted to uh, like be in a a piloting That'd game. be cool too. And it would be a little bit like you remember, remember that Star Wars ride, Corey? I sure do. W- was that at Universal? It must have been because I, I think that was Disney. Was was it? At, no, you're right. It must have been Universal. Yeah, because Disney didn't own Star Wars at that point. No, unless it was. I I thought it was an Epcot ride. Mm, I mean, maybe there's a possibility. I don't remember, but that it would be it would be like that because that had the you know the big screen in the front. You're in like a transport with R2D2 and C3PO. It wouldn't be that corny, but how it had the the motion thing uh, mm-hmm. underneath it to simulate movement, so you could feel like you were something like that. But like in in like Rogue Squadron or you know one of the Star Wars piloting games, I think would be awesome. I. I once Oculus Rift comes out, or you know the virtual reality headset, the piloting games I think are and dry, and 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 racing games I think are gonna gonna be a lot more popular than than they are now because mm-hmm. that really would be perfect. Those are perfect for the virtual reality environment. But anyway, what's your? Mine was Portal. Take? Portal. Oh, that'd uh, be cool. Uh, you obviously wouldn't be able to have the portal gun. I mean, I guess you could kind of simulate, but. Uh... I think it'd just be fun to to sit on a ride and and have some something shooting the portal gun and mm-hmm. then like you jump through it and get launched somewhere else mm-hmm. and I don't know I think it'd be really fun. That's another game that's going to be fun in VR. Yeah, no kidding. Talk about motion sickness. <laughs> yeah, because you you know falling through floors and stuff with the with yeah the por- <laughs> you jump right side up and gun. come through upside down and <laughs> yeah sounds like puke waiting to happen. <laughs> Uh, we should keep tabs on what games make us sick while we're playing with our <laughs> virtual reality headsets. I don't even need it to be virtual reality for me to get sick. I get motion sickness way too easy. Hmm. Okay. Question of the week for next week. Um, I didn't really have one prepared, mm-hmm. but... Uh, well, I mean, we're, we could probably take a break. We're going to have episode 200 next week, so if you don't have anything... Or I was just going to gonna ask what people want to see in the new in in the new Fallout since it oh. sounds like we're going to get a lot of info. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My, we should do that before E three too. So now would be a good time. So yeah, yeah. What do, for next week, what do you want to see in the new Fallout? Anything really? Location features? Yeah, features, story, setting, anything. Yeah. Let think, us know. Your location's known though. Yeah, I think people are almost positive it's in Boston, but. I mean, dream dream setting for Fallout 4, you know? Yeah. I still want to see a tie-in to, like, the Elder Scrolls universe. Like, you stumble into a dimensional portal or something like that. that would be cool. Which I think is still going to happen with Dragon Age and Mass Effect. Yeah, I could see that. There is armor crossover that was, uh, like, if you owned or if you had a save for Dragon Age 2, it would show up in Mass Effect 2. You know, mm-hmm. as as mm-hmm. armor, I could see that. That would be neat. Okay, that's everything, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't have my information again. 
but yeah, our, our website is www.thumbstickathletes.com. You can follow links to everything there. Our Twitter feed, you can follow, uh, Facebook. It's all there. Uh, and the question of the week bars on the right hand sides. If, if you want to submit it that way, uh, our YouTube channel is actually getting stuff on it now too. So if you want to subscribe to our YouTube channel, that would be good. Uh, every week's Twitch broadcast goes up there, uh, usually a day or two after, after we record. So that'll be there. Um, someday when I start streaming more, which is hopefully in the next week or two, I can set up a schedule and I'm gonna start streaming star Wars games. Um, that those will go up there too. And, and hopefully we can do some more video stuff and get it up on our YouTube channel. But at the very least for right now, the Twitch streams all go up there. I think I've done that for the past, like 15 episodes or something like that. So, um, yeah, that'll do it for episode 199 of the thumbstick athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Will Corey. Thanks for listening and get out of my basement. <laughs>